Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Weekend Marvel episode number 179. I'm Ryan Panacos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, and I'm joined by... Uh, ben Morse, uh, Senior Editor for Marvel.com. I'm part of the uh, the Morning Zoo crew, and he's part of NPR. I was going to say, I was going very NPR on that. Yeah. Good, good call. That's very good. And we also have that guy. You know him. You have feelings about him. It's Alex Lopez and his full beard. Yeah. Gonna go this weekend. Oh, seen he's shaving it off. Seen him go from a baby-faced intern to a bearded still intern. Yep. <laughs> his life has made no progression, but his facial <laughs> hair has. Um, if you're just joining us for the first time, we're not going to talk about beards the rest of the show. We're going to talk about not all totally. the new, <laughs> all the new comics uh, out this week. Uh, print, digital, collection, single issues. We're going to talk about news that covers all realms of Marvel Entertainment. And then we're going to get to your questions and comments at the end of the show. Uh, and right off the bat, I want to give a shout-out to Surf Melendez from the Miami Dolphins. Yes. Who uh, does some fun stuff with John Cerulli, our boss, mm -hmm. over here, and who listens to the show. Oh, cool. And it's pretty neat. That's awesome. Yeah. My, uh, I know, I know that's John's favorite team. My buddy Jordan's favorite team is the Miami Dolphins. Um, so I'm gonna let him know that, and he's gonna be really excited. Yeah, Alex from Archie loves the Dolphins. Alex from Archie loves the Dolphins. Yeah, yep. a lot of people love the Dolphins, which I mean, hey, I think it's hard for them, <laughs> from what I understand. <laughs> but ooh, zing! But if you're listening, <laughs> Surf, uh, I hope you guys turn things around. Yeah, I love, uh, love the Dolphins. I know uh, Dan Marino. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's still growing strong, right? I, I believe. Williams. Uh, Ace Ventura was involved in a Miami Dolphins project. He was he was there. Ricky Williams was there. Who sure. tweets, Who tweets us sometimes? Does he? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a different Ricky Williams, but I always <laughs> like to think that it's Ricky Williams from the Dolphins tweeting us. Right. So right. We have two Miami Dolphins fans. That's great. Uh, bring let's, them on. Let's get Marino. Yeah. Let's get Marino on the show. Hashtag Mar this week in Marino. Yeah. That's a long hashtag. I guess it's no longer than, than this week in Marvel. It's, I think Which it's exactly the same yeah, number of characters. Right. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Ryan's been traveling around. He just got back from Cali. Yeah, went to uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. So was it a happening? It was a happening. Yeah. You could cut the tension with a knife. Oh, stop. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was terrific. Um, got to see our friend, the Masked Man, David nice. Shoemaker. Uh, I saw uh, Kyle Edwards real quick from WWE. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He was wearing a smart blue suit. Yeah. looked really good. Um, we saw various, uh, you know, fancy boxes where various mm. people sit. So yes. Blake was very excited Blake to Garris see, was pointing that out. you know, various celebrities. He's more of a people watcher than a wrestling watcher. Yes. Myself, I was delighted by the show. Mm. It was a lot of fun. The fun wrestling show. was great. Very excited about the uh, direction we're headed in now. I love Seth Rollins as champ, um, and I think he has a lot of potential challengers, and I really love the fact that all the titles seem to matter now and have yeah. clear directions. It's uh, The table has been set very nicely. We'll see where we go from here. How, how did you react when uh, DX and the NWO came out? I... We got really excited. So last year, mm -hmm. we were in mm -hmm. the press box. We were. Ben, you were with us for WrestleMania 30, and it was kind of reserved. There mm -hmm. weren't a lot of people, like, going crazy. It would seem like a lot in of... In the press box? In the press okay, box. Okay, yeah. It was a like, lot of journalists yep. and stuff who were fancy, just, fancy like, pants sports folks. journalists who were like, I'm just here covering it for yep. the, just, the... Just working the beat. Yeah, the Des Moines reporter or whatever yep. it is. And so they were just there. No knock on the Des Moines reporter. Yeah. Terrific. Work. Terrific periodical yes 
But here this year, the press box was full of fans. Oh, full of fans. That's, that's better. There was a point where it might have been in the main event or one of the the uh, matches where everybody was pounding on the table. Oh, that's awesome. And like like everyone was cheering and really excited and screaming and yelling. And it was like that's the way you want to watch WrestleMania. That's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, you are you're you're put away from the crowd, so yeah. you don't and you can barely hear the crowd. Yeah. Because of you you're know. Cut off from that. Yeah. So having that really helped, uh, and yeah, I lost it with, uh, you know, with DX and the NWO and the Ronda Rousey stuff. Oh yeah, the Ronda Rousey stuff uh, was great. The finish, like I, I started to watch the show again mm-hmm. last night when I finally had some time, and I didn't get through it, but I was like, man, it's it's still great. It's good. It was it's great a very even good on show. TV. Uh, perhaps most importantly, how was the catering? Delightful. Yes. Uh, the Wolfman was with us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He ate. A ton of short ribs. Wow, he can put them away, huh? He put them away. Uh, I will say, there was a lack of cookies. Like the Ooh, cookies came out. That's that's hard. And I w- we were able to get a couple, but then they were just gone. So the cookies were of good quality. They just they need to supply more. Yeah, the volume was the super volume low. Was bad. That's too bad. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's something to work on for WrestleMania 32. Yeah. Agreed. In, uh, in Dallas. Yeah. So hopefully they they step it up. Yep. Cookie production guys. Yes. Uh, good, good booking. Good everything. Just the cookies. Yeah. Work on it. Yeah. We'll we'll let them know. All right. Yeah. We'll write in. All right. Uh, if you guys have made it this far, we'll talk about some <laughs> comics now. <laughs> Starting with Amazing Spider-Man number seventeen, written by Dan Slott with Christos Gage, uh, art by Umberto Ramos on two separate stories. This is my favorite kind of Dan Slott Spider-Man issue, and that's where it's half interpersonal Peter Parker stuff and then half a superhero supervillain fight um tons of word balloons and it really is astonishing how much work these guys do my favorite part of this issue is that well it's anna maria who has been one of our favorite characters in this book but she knows peter parker's secret identity she knows he's spider-man she's over having dinner with uh may and jay and they don't know they've broken up yet and then she basically says like oh yeah we broke up and here's why um, and then she talks about how, you know, let's swing over to work. And he's like, ah, I can't do that. You know, people think there's a connection between you and Spider-Man. She's like, there is a connection between me and Spider-Man. He saved my life. And also he clearly gets stuff from our HQ. Basically, there, there's a theme throughout the issue of Anna Maria making really sensible excuses for why Spider-Man does stuff. But it's with the classic Peter Parker being like, oh, no, this is how someone's going to discover my secret identity. I'm freaking out. And she's just like, oh, no, you know, Spider-Man comes in the back door sometimes. <laughs> and he's just like, ah, that, yeah, There's that works. There's a euphemism in there that I think Alex it's is not supposed about. to be a euphemism. Uh, but anyways, so we have all that. We have them at uh, Parker Industries where they are trying to sell this new prison they're doing. But the problem is the ghost, who I love it because he's not a Spider-Man villain. He's just a cool villain. <laughs> hasn't gotten a lot of use since uh, he was on the Thunderbolts. He shows up. He's going after Parker Industries. Makes total sense because that's his whole modus operandi is that he hates businesses tries to take out everybody. Uh, Peter Parker's got to become Spider-Man and figure out how to stop the ghost, an opponent he has not taken on before. Meanwhile, in the backup story, Black Cat is continuing to try to take her life back. In this case, she is starting to steal back stuff that was taken from her when she was locked up in jail. Just a great issue. Very funny with the Anna Maria stuff. Good, cool action. Neat mix with the ghost stuff. Great art by Umberto across the the whole deal and just you know continuing that even though spider-verse is over doesn't mean spider-man has to be any less exciting and just packed with action and stuff very true all right up next we've got avengers number 43 
time runs out in two months, guys. Two months. Two months. Oh, um, so soon. Yeah, and so the so title. Many things I need to get done. <laughs> the title of this one is great, and all that's left is ashes. Whoa. Uh, written by Jonathan Hickman, art by Mike Mayhew. Uh, starts with the Illuminati um, approaching one of their own, who they have uh, sort of in prison, and mm-hmm. it's Mr. Tony Stark. It has a great line and a great sort of rationale. He's he's still, you know. Jerk face Tony Stark, but he makes some salient points and may be able to help them. Why do they need help? Well, just the uh, the entire galaxy has come to destroy <laughs> Earth. There's this great scene where no big yeah, uh, where Gladiator basically projects himself across the entire world and says, "Hey, I'm sorry about this. Yeah. We gotta blow you up. There's just it's you, it's, it's, it's the it's, way it is. It's, not personal. To. Yeah. You guys, there's been some great people, men and women, who've helped us, but mm-hmm. you got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. He's, Sorry. I mean, he's, he's being very practical. He's a good leader. Yeah. You know, last, night, last time we did this, I asked you, would you buy a Ronin series? Would you get a Gladiator series? I would. I love Gladiator. Would. Um, I would. One of the great privileges of my time at Marvel is I get to work with Christos Gage on Gladiator's origin. Um, and it was tremendous, and I, Christos Cage could write a Gladiator series. Yeah. That could happen. Totally. Alex, get Christos on the line. Got it. Um, so we've got... Uh, For the record, Alex is not actually doing anything. <laughs> no. Uh, we've got Gladiator and this, you know, conglomeration of all these warships come to destroy Earth. Uh, Shi'ar and, and various races, um, and then, boom... And the humans have a couple tricks up their sleeves, uh, and they're able to repel. There's, like, you know, the tide may be turning, all this mm-hmm. great stuff. Uh, Roberto DaCosta is, you know, using aim to their fullest, which is super cool to w- see how they're used here. And then uh, Gl- Gladiator pulls out his big guns, and mm-hmm. it was just such a great moment, like terrifying and horrible. Uh, and then to see how it wrapped up i'm trying to be vague i don't want to spoil anything especially if you've been reading avengers the whole time yeah there's a cool way that like connects it It to the very beginning of the series i will say i wondered where the guardians were because the last they were recently in one of the recent chapters showed up and were like hey people from space are coming to kill you i guess maybe they just showed up warned them and then took off yeah they're like it's like by the way we're getting out of here because there's your message you guys are gonna die see ya yeah it's like, oh, we're getting a distress, distress call. Yeah. We got to go. It's like when I pick up my phone. Oh, hold on a second. I've yeah. got a text message that yep. I have to take. Yep. That's what I he does away. to you, Alex. He yeah. doesn't want to talk to you. He does. I do. <laughs> All right. Up next, we've got Avengers Millennium Number 1, written yeah, by Mike Costa. Art by Carmine DGN Domenico, uh, with uh, Mast and Jeffo doing the storyboards, because this is an adaptation of the Infinite comic, sure Avengers is. Millennium. Yep. Um, and so this one is cool, because you've got... Uh, Essentially, the most of the characters from Marvel's Avengers: Age of Ultron, up in here, uh, as well as Spider-Man, because why not? Why not? Everything's better with Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, so it's cool to see Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch uh, working with the Avengers in here in, in ways that we haven't seen in a while yeah, necessarily. A um, I like. You know, there's this great uh, Bruce Banner Hulk moment where he gets thrown into the mix. I also love the way they portray Hulk as being massive, mm-hmm. like legitimately, you know, 20 feet tall. DJ Domenico's a great artist. Oh, my God. Uh, I know we praised him a lot when he was on X Factor just for his uh, volume yeah. consistency, uh, but he's also just really good. Yeah. 
It really is. Uh, and this is cool. I, again, I highly recommend you check out the Infinite comic to see how it was originally intended. But if you haven't, you won't. Uh, you're still going to get a great comic in here as they get to the bottom of the you know this island that they're trying to break into and what is important there, what they need to get to or stop. More Avengers, because we've got some pretty big Avengers stuff coming, and we want to get psyched for it. Avengers Ultron Forever, or Ultron Forever Avengers. It's one of those two. It's number one. Avengers Ultron Forever, number one. So, good, right order. Written by Al Ewing, art by Alan Davis. This was a treat, and I was really looking forward to this, because it's a three-part event uh, written by Al Ewing, who's phenomenal. Uh, art by Alan Davis, along with his usual team of... Mark Farmer, Rochelle Rosenberg, just just a great creative team. And the premise, uh, kind of a tribute to Avengers Forever, one of our favorite stories, which is gathering this time, uh, time mashup Avengers team. So Avengers from every era to fight one foe. In this case, it's Ultron, and it's also tying into the original Sin future we saw, where Ultron has taken over, he's got his own Avengers. So in this case, um, Doctor Doom, of all people, or is it, gathers a team of Avengers. He gets together Hulk from before he was an Avenger. He gets Walt Simonson Thor with the beard and the crazy armor, Black Widow and Vision from today, female Thor, James Rhodes when he was Iron Man, and then new character, uh, Daniel Cage, all grown up. So daughter of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. I was like super into that. She was great. You actually start the book with a little glimpse of her future, which I'd love to see more of. Just her fighting the Golden Skull. It's like this weird buccaneer pirate guy who just wants gold um he was like yeah he was like this hilarious villain who's just comically like foppishing over the top so good uh he's just like ah do something and then yeah captain america is just awesome there's a great bit where she says like she doesn't have a shield and she talks about how you know she's got she's inherited powers from luke cage and jessica and she says she goes i don't just throw the shield i am the shield and then jumps in and that's just the first few pages and she gets time napped we have a bit with black widow and vision uh having fun we get to see like funny vision yeah which is always a good time him trying to make jokes and black widow just being like you're being annoying (laughs) um and then they all get called together and here you just got all this potential because now you have female thor and older thor interacting the whole thing with uh, Simon's Thor, he's like, he's totally cool. He's like, ah, oh, good. A worthy successor. That means I died gloriously. And she doesn't want to be like, mm, you're not dead. You just, yeah. you're just, just became, not cool you just became a jerk. But yeah, Doom talks to them about Ultron. It's basically, you know, the, the, the lesser of two evils, sets them against them, splits them off. Again, kind of paying tribute to Avengers Forever. Gives them all these impossible tasks to do where you've got... You know, one team going after Ultron, one team going after the Avengers. They're all doing these different things, and the stakes are huge because if anything happens to certain members of the team, you know, this could screw up the time stream, and you don't want Odin's son to find out, or you don't want the original Thor to find out what's going on. And then we get to the end where there's something involving Asgard and this huge reveal involving Ultron, which is bonkers. Al Ewing just having the time of his life with this amazing premise, uh, huge, like, three or four cliffhangers um alan davis kicking ass uh taking names drawing all these great characters all these great situations not slouching anywhere the backgrounds are tremendous the colors are great from rosenberg mark farmer knows how to do it 
it's it's a great comic, and there's two more of these coming like in the next few weeks, and I'm super excited. This is the type of like event comic that I love, and it's gonna be a great self-contained story. And my hat is off to all the owls who worked on it. So many owls. and their teams. Yes. All right. Up next, we've got Cyclops number twelve, the tenth chapter of the Black Vortex. Man, Black Vortex is long, y'all. Yeah. They be rolling, 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 rolling. Right? Rolling, Am I right? Okay, uh, so this one is by John Lehman, art by Javier Garon. Garon! Garon! Let me say it again. That guy is legit. Yep. Super good. Uh, we, we're picking up a uh, young Cyclops who is trapped in uh, Mr. Knife's whale ship thing. It's his flying fortress. His flying fortress, it. I yes. It's, it's like, is it, is it in a Conti? I don't think it is. I think it's probably like, because it's got arms. Conti don't have arms. I think it's like a mutated Conti. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, I like told that. Because he's working with the brood, and they're the Conti whisperers. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Syke is with Kroot and Ice Ma- young Iceman uh, in the belly of the fortress, and uh, it's like, oh, time for a big escape, blah, 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 blah. And that was just a dream. It yep. was just in Cyclops' head how he would hope his dad comes to save him, yep. but that's not happening. They got to do it for themselves. Uh, and there's a great you know, escape, a funny moment where they run right into dozens of armed troops who are ready to blast them to smithereens. Uh, but really, they are there to try to get the Black Vortex and get it out of Knife's hands. Uh, and, you know... What would Corsair do? WWCD uh, is is sort of the way this issue is really going. It's the way everyone lives, or yeah. should. So WWCD, Cyclops says, I'm going to get in that vortex, mm-hmm. and I am going to uh, submit myself to it. Let's all do it so we get Iceman. Come on, gang. Let's yeah. all do it. Let's all submit. Everybody in the pool. <laughs> so Iceman, Cyclops, and Groot. Uh, give themselves to uh, the Black, Black Vortex. Black Vortex Groot is so cool. And I, yeah, I love especially the way Javier Garon draws draws them. It's yep. so good. Uh, yeah, I love these designs. All the Black Vortex designs, we need um, toys. Marvel Legends figures. Marvel Legends Hot figures. Toys figures. We need Avengers Alliance reskins. Yes. We need Marvel Heroes reskins. Yes. We need it all. Yes. Marvel give it Contest to me now. Champions. Yes. Let's get on this, guys. Yes. Uh, and so they jump back into the big fray as other um, Black Vortex characters and the rest of the heroes are fighting uh, the Slaughter Lords and everything, and really they get to figure out what has been happening to everyone else, uh, and off they go back into the big battle. Um, is this, this? I was just going to bring it up. This might be the last issue of Cyclops. That I don't breaks know. me. I don't know. But, well... Let's let's reemphasize for a lot of people who are freaking out. There's a lot of stuff coming to an end in the next few months for Secret Wars, and just that's all. Like, not just don't freak out because just just notice there's a pattern here. It's not like one or two books are ending. Like everything is pretty much ending. Yeah. So there's there is there is a logic to it, and more will be revealed as we go. True. All right, we got a couple books outside the realm of Marvel right now, our licensed books. We got Dark Tower, The Drawing of the Three, House of Cards, number two, um, written by Robin Firth and Peter David, art by Peter Kowalski. I think I already made a Netflix joke last time, so I'm not going to do it again. Just say this is because House of Cards, uh, it's a show on Netflix. Oh, it's very right. good. Very good show. Right. Excellent, excellent program. But this is telling the origin of Eddie Dean, and it is uh, continuing to expand on the Dark Tower mythology that Mr. King set up. We've also got George Romero's Empire of the Dead Act 
three, number one, written by Romero himself. Art by Andrea Mutti this time, who does a great job. We've got Xavier has been injured and in her healing process, we're learning more about her and the nature of what she is. We have got uh, our heroes behind enemy lines trying to figure out what the mayor's got up to. The mayor is having his own problems with his wife, who's kind of a, it's not a polite word to say how she's behaving, but you know uncouth. what? Uncouth. She is being very uncouth. Uh, as she says, she's just having some good old-fashioned sex. There's <laughs> a line in this book. Hey, nothing uh, wrong with that. It's fun, Someone man. Someone wants to go to the bone zone. Oh, no. <laughs> we made it how long into this podcast without? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 20 minutes till the first bone zone. Anyways, it's a good time. If you're a fan of George Romero's work, he's having fun, man. He's just having a good time taking people to the bone zone. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I wanted to make a 20-minute foreplay for the Bone Zone joke, yeah, but, you know, 20 minute, maybe we're getting too deep into it. How long it. it's all it takes. We're rocking it too hard. Going way too deep. Yeah, real deep. So deep it hurts. Guardians of the Galaxy, best story ever, number one, is a one-shot. I think it was a digital comic originally. I'm not sure. Because uh, why did I think that? Because... There are storyboards and finishing, and Tim Smith III is listed as production manager, which usually means that it was yes. a digital comic of some sort. Yeah. So, originally a digital comic, now a fun one-shot, written by Tim Seeley, with storyboards by Riley Brown, and then finishes by Jacobo Camagni and Ivan Coelho. You have Star-Lord and Rocket Raccoon jailed, and telling the story of how they got there, but the reason they're telling the story is to cover for something else that the rest of the Guardians are doing. Uh, to say what they're covering for would be to reveal most of the story. Needless to say, it's them against Nebula. Uh, you get multiple tellings of the same story of how the Guardians fought Nebula and her henchwomen, which was a great group of, like, 90s Marvel characters. Who was on the team? I know Ceres from, uh, or Cerise from Excalibur, Death Metal, who was a Marvel UK character, and then Stellaris, who's just random but is a real character. These are all real characters. These are like Nebula's crew. That was probably the highlight for me. Uh, and then Thanos gets involved as well. Just a fun, evergreen Guardian story that don't need to get concerned about where it fits, but you can see all the characters you love, including some great villains, some great art, fun times. Awesome. All right, Guardians Team Up is next. That is issue number four, written by our boy John Lehman again. It's all over the place. Art by Otto Schmidt, and I've never seen Otto Schmidt's art before. Nor I. Loved it. Guardians Team Up is a good book to uh, give some new talent a chance, and I'm glad they're doing so. Heck yeah. Uh, and Otto does the art, the colors, and the cover on this one. So, yeah, working uh, hard. Big time. Really, really good. Uh, and it starts out with Gamora killing the hell out of some dudes. Uh, as she does. Listen, Gamora is not Captain America. No. Uh, which I think is obvious. Yeah. And she she gets down and dirty. She kills like crazy, but she gets cut with a blade mm. that has some crazy Poison. toxin on yeah. it. Uh, and so she is hurt, and she flees the closest planet for her to get to, Earth. Of course. Uh, and so her attackers, uh, they're bounty hunters, yeah. uh, going after her head are tracking her to Earth. Uh, so Gamora being green, she lands in New York City. and uh, like is being green, she right. lands in New York City. Being green, she lands in New York City and is instantly mistaken for, uh, or vice versa, yeah. another green character is mistaken for Gamora by the bounty hunters. Yeah. Uh, She-Hulk gets thrown into the mix. I mean, let's be fair. I get that you know it's two green warriors they mistake, but definitely like different dimensions between the two ladies. She-Hulk's kind of a big bruiser, and Gamora's more of a lithe assassin. 
True. Like true. the word life there. Yeah. Very Alex, Alex liked it. Well done. Uh, it's great to see She-Hulk and the supporting cast. I always. Mean, you always. know, it's here twice this week. Yeah, I was about to say. And the supporting cast. Twice now that this the week. book is done, we're everyone, seeing everyone She-Hulk, wants to use it. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> Perfectly okay it. with that. All for it. Yeah, because uh, I think Charles did a great job. Um, so we get She-Hulk just thrashing the bounty hunters. Then we fig- we get this amazing interaction where they where she finds Gamora and she goes to you know takes her. Uh, there's this great interaction between one of the police officers who's been trying to subdue Gamora, and he's like, uh, "You'll you know you're going to take her to a jail or a super prison." And um, she hoax like, yes, I yes. will do what you have said, yep. uh, essentially. And she takes her to her apartment to try to figure out what's going on. Yep. Uh, there's bonding time. It's just really just terrific. I, I don't think we've ever seen these two characters interact before. Not that I know of. And I loved it. Uh, everything gets, you they know. certainly don't seem to know each other. No. Uh, Gamora gets all fixed up. And then there's just oh, hilarity in Gamora when you uh, – when. They take the fight to the bounty hunters. It's terrific. She-Hulk does a Gamora cosplay. Yeah. Which is great fun. We all want to do a Gamora cosplay at some point in our lives. Yep. All right. Alex up next. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. Iron Fist, the living weapon, number 11. Is this penultimate issue? I believe so. Yeah. I believe number 12 will wrap Kerry Andrews' epic. Yes. So, th- yes, this is uh, written and drawn and colored by Kerry Andrews. And uh, at the end of last issue... Uh, Danny Rand's father, br- the know, one, yeah, the one, uh, brought Billy a uh, brought a creature back, trying to bring uh, his, his wife. wife. Yeah, it didn't go well. Yeah, summon, trying to summon his wife. Big and, mistake. Uh, instead, brought this giant flaming mega monster thing. We find out really cool design, by the oh way, by Cash. <laughs> yes, uh, we find out who that is. It is uh, Zhu Rong. Is that an R? I think that's a wrong. Zhurong, a, uh, a a god. He yep. brings a god to Earth. Yeah. And an like angry god. A very perturbed god. And uh, the god goes to, you know, just goes to town on New York City. To Pound Town. Pound Town. And not, Iron Fist. Not located anywhere near Bone Town. Oh, gosh, no. no. Uh, so the uh, Iron Fist is trying to pick himself up, trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, the one has been just crushed, uh, and is trying. Is there's this cool moment, this interaction between Danny and his dad that uh, gives our hero a little hope. While that's going on, we've got the other supporting characters in this giant fight. Uh, you know, Man, fight for every their time, lives. I, I just love that the the angry god is just has this huge smile on yes. its face. That's what it's so terrifying. It's this giant flaming monster, but it's smiling at you with these big freaky eyes yeah. just one of care's best designs in ages oh my gosh yeah uh it's just crazy action big fights um all kinds of stuff there's huge emotional moment which i was not mm. pleased about mm. that happened i didn't think you would be in. yeah um, but it leads to something important it, it leads to something it means to an end yeah uh also there's this two-page spread right near yeah. the end which is amazing yeah. this is one of one of the most enjoyable um, you know, like story flows that I've seen, like the way it goes from here right. to here, over here, and then down here. Yep. Uh, when you guys read this, I know you're going to have the same reaction because it's just terrific. And then we get that last page. Great last page. Big right. last page. Uh, all right, up next, Kanan. 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 
Kane and the, the Last Padawan, uh, written by Learning Greg Weissman. To be a Jedi in the times of rebels. <laughs> uh, so we'll be doing songs for all the Star Wars books from now on. Yep. Yep. Uh, so this is written by Greg Weissman, who you may know from Gargoyles. Gargoyles, Spectacular Spider-Man, uh, something for the competition, and also Star Wars Rebels. Thank He's you. done a lot of great cartoons. Very, very good writer. Yes. Uh, art by Pepe Larraz, who's just fantastic. Killing it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so good. So, you know, I, I'll i be honest. I'm not familiar with the character. No. Uh, I love Star Wars, but I haven't had a chance to check out Rebels aside from like the the first couple of uh, like teaser videos that they mm-hmm, put out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, getting into this, we start. We were introduced to uh, Kanan and his crew, uh, but it really centers on Kanan's origin uh, and what he was, who he was, and how he came to be. And he was a Padawan. He was, you know, a Jedi in training. Had a Jedi master, and they were fighting in the Clone Wars. And uh, just if you've watched the Clone Wars show, if you've seen the movies, you know um, how crazy that war got and what the ending of that really was and how that all shook out. Uh, Seeing that from this perspective, from this young Jedi who's in the thick of things, who's trying to learn, who's got this great master, uh, she's just terrific. I just, I loved every bit of this. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was fantastic. Yeah, it's really neat. Incredibly accessible. Yes. And like, I can't stress that enough. You don't need to know anything about these characters. Everything is given to you, but you don't need to know really anything about Star Wars, to be honest. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It, it, I was, I was very delighted by how this turned out because I, um, it was the one Star Wars book I wasn't sure about. Right. And it is easily right up there with the rest of them. There you go. High praise. Operation Yeah, S- I give high praise. Operation Sin or Operation SI. You know what we should really ask? Like, what is what does the SIN stand for in Operation Sin? Have we covered this? Super it's important big neutrinos? Question. Big question. Who edits this book? We are going to Oh, it's Moisen. Moisen. <laughs> may have dun, to go dun, ask dun. I'm gonna go ask Moisen. Alex, go ask John Moisen while we're recording this what the SIN in Operation Sin stands for. Uh, well, we review it. Be useful, yeah, be, young man. Go make some use of yourself. Try to be quiet while you're opening and closing the door. And I will talk about the book, which is written by Catherine Eminen with art by Rich Ellis, colors by Jordan Boyd. We have got Peggy Carter, Howard Stark, Woodrow McCord, the bear. Not That's not his name, but he's a bear. And the uh, Russian girl as well. Now... All sorts of stuff's going on here. It's really hard to describe. I love Rochellis' art, but this underground hydro installation they discovered has something to do with reaching out to aliens. This character, this, like, negative dude, this black guy whose name I can't remember, but I just read about him in a handbook. Oh, that was recently. uh, an actual established character? This is a guy, yeah. I saw him, and I was like, hold on. I'm trying to flip to see if I can get his his name. Say it's somewhere. Uh, Dr. Tom... Pratchard? Dr. Tom Pratchard. Um, Xanth. Xanth. So X-A-N-T-H is a legit character. He was in Fantastic Four, like, back in the 70s. Amazing. Awesome design. But, yeah, Peggy Carter, Howard Stark, and Woodrow McCord and their allies are trying to keep this under control. Basically, they're trying to figure out what technology was stolen from them, uh, how they can get this under wraps, how they can help the good aliens and hurt the bad people. Alex is back. Do we have any answer, Alex? Stark Industries Nuclear. All right, so there's a thing. Have they said that in the book? He said, uh, I'm not going to send you back. Good work, Wait, Alex. is that a spoiler? Uh, I don't think 
Good job. Let's hope not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh -oh. Anyway, there's a lot of explosions in this book. There's a lot of cool stuff. The characters are really star. I love how Catherine writes Peggy Carter, and I really like her Woodrum Accord as well, and her Howard Stark. It's a great job with all of them. Yeah. Uh, next issue is going to wrap this up. This is the penultimate issue. Crazy stuff happening in Operation Stark Industries Nuclear, as I will now always say. Meanwhile, over in Punisher number 17, written by Nathan Edmondson, art by Mitch Gerards and Brent Schoonover. It's the showdown between Frank Castle, the Punisher, and Sam Wilson, Captain America. Uh, cool chance to see Sam in action against uh, a different kind of enemy than we've seen. We've seen him in his book taking on Hydra, taking on all these supervillains, but him against the Punisher is a whole different fight. And you really get some respect for Sam here, the way he holds his own, the way he uses tactics, weapons, all that's available to him. Frank Castle, for his part, really doesn't want to fight Captain America. He more just wants him to listen to him, but he will take him on, and he will engage him in battle and combat in order to get him to listen. Frank's got a plan. He wants to expose the people who have been messing with him, and he wants to get back to L.A. to finish the job that he started. However, what's waiting for him in L.A. is a very different situation, both in terms of what the bad guys have been up to, but also his allies now know things that make things very different and could cause some trouble for him as Punisher winds into kind of putting a bow on this big story that Nathan and Mitch have been telling for over a year now. Right. All right, up next, Return of the Living Deadpool, number three. Not number one, like it's listed on our sheet. What? Number three. Alex. Mm. That, was, that was me. Okay. <laughs> uh, written by Colin Bunn, art by Nick Varela, and uh, gorgeous art. Uh, so, again, this, is, this universe is populated by these Deadpool zombie-type things. Yeah. They've... Uh, Dombies. Zedpools. Yeah, Zedpools. Let's go with that. Zedpools pretty good. There you go. Um, so we got these Zedpools, and they're tracking uh, any last remaining humans, any um, anything that they can eat or turn into more Deadpools. And uh, we've got our Deadpool, which we th are pretty sure maybe is the original Deadpool. Maybe. We don't know. Maybe. That could be a twist. Yeah. Uh, but we've got Deadpools on horses and, you know, just... All kinds of weirdo Deadpools. Deadpools getting their heads cut off. Our Deadpool gets his head stomped in by a horse. Still alive. Yeah, I mean he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, that'll grow back, <laughs> and it does. Uh, we get, you know, our these. They're captured. Deadpool and some humans are captured by the Zedpools and brought to Deadpoolopolis. Yeah, is uh, that what it's called? That's what Deadpool calls that's it. That's awesome. Uh, brought to Deadpoolopolis, which has. You know, barbershop quartet Zedpools. It's got a Marilyn Monroe Zedpool. I've done nothing better this podcast than coin the term Zedpool. Yeah, no, it's, it's tremendous. Nailed it. You're clearly loving it. I am. Uh, tons of them, all different kinds in this just terrifying world. Um, it's, I do love the relationship between Deadpool and uh, and the girl here. Yeah. Well, what's her name? Uh, what is her name? Yeah. Uh, Go to the recap page. Zo Zo? Nope. That's called zone. That's a word, not a name. Nope. Um, I don't know. Listeners, um, write into us and tell us the name of the girl in return. We read Deadpool. We read twenty comics in the yeah, last dude, four I days. I can't remember to get anything. I what, what did I forget? I forgot something earlier. Yeah. I can't remember any characters' names. I know. I know. So many of them. So many great characters. Um, so many. Yeah. Ryan is like just trying to vamp while he flips through this comic, <laughs> trying to see if they say this girl's name at some point. Yeah. I don't know that they will. I don't know that they do. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, we get to them. They're trying to escape. They're, they're either going to be 
Deadpool will be processed to make more Deadpools, and the humans will be turned into food yep. uh, or Zedpools. And so our Deadpool has to just get through them. A lot get of blood. This is not a lot kids. of blood. And we do get an interesting look into the female uh, hero here. She's thinking about uh, <laughs> how kind of scary Deadpool is because he's yeah. enjoying all the mayhem. You know, even though he saved her life many yep. times over now, he's not yeah. okay. Some very interesting insight by the female protagonist. Yes. Um, of this so story. We'll see where that goes. But then we get to this last page. What did you think great. about this last page? I, thought it was, I, thought it was fantastic. I loved this it was, last it was, page. It was hilarious. It oh, went in a completely man. different direction. Yes. I, I do very, not want... I'm very curious to see what happens. Yeah. I just It's terrific. It's the issue's out, so I'm sure... Uh, most, most of you will know. have read it by this point, I would hope, because it's so good. All right. More from my part of the podcast. Yep. This keep is going. Rocket Raccoon. Good news. I think it's just like Rocket and Groot in here, so there's no <laughs> names you'll <laughs> have to remember. Uh, this is issue number 10, and, uh, you know, it starts off with, it. well, I should say, Scotty Young wrote it. Yep. Jake Parker uh, drew it, and Jean-Francois Ballou did colors. It's gorgeous. Uh, we get, right off the bat, a giant undersea battle. Oof. That Rocket and Groot are part so of hot. versus this lobster so right crab squid thing. I don't know. It's every like undersea creature blended into one yeah. awful monster. Yeah. While that's going on, uh, Rocket is getting calls from various people. One is a debt collector. Another one is um, an informant, essentially, who says, hey, uh, I got a bead on the Book of Half World. Mm, you be yeah, interested you want in that, that, don't you? You like don't that, you? you little raccoon, huh? <laughs> and uh, so Rocket's like, yeah, I got to get up in that. Uh, so they go to nowhere. There's funny bits with uh, drinking. There's action. There's adventure. There's Cosmo. Cosmo. There's blasting. There's Rocket being a jerk, which he does really well. Uh, and there's crazy teleportation machines, yep. uh, which is going to lead to some cool stuff that ties into the overall rocket mythology. Next up, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Gwen, don't remember the song they sang. Uh, Spider-Gwen, number three, written by Jason Latour, art by Robbie Rodriguez, colors by Rico Renzi. At the end of last issue, Gwen Stacy came home where she confronted her dad captain stacy and even though it's only been a few issues this is the talk we've been waiting for so finally gwen basically explains to her dad this is why i'm spider woman he tells her this is why i don't want you to be spider woman they have a very adult conversation where it's not just him being stereotypical like i'm the parent you're gonna listen to me although he does say that um and her not just being like i'm a kid i'm gonna do what i want although she does say that as well but there's much more to it Love the relationship between these two. Clearly, it's going to be a driving force behind the book. Uh, but just when they are getting down to business, the vulture attacks, not looking for Gwen, but looking for Captain Stacy, thinking he'll know where Gwen or where Spider Woman is. Gwen goes Spider Woman. They have a fight. It's awesome. Robbie Rodriguez draws the hell out of it, and the colors are key here by Rico Renzi. I know he's a key part of the team, and all the green mist that Vulture unleashes. And then there's a sub fight where this world's Frank Castle goes at it with Spider-Woman, and it's brutal. He just, you know, really takes it to her, and she does the same. And they have an intense fight with a revelation that I was not expecting quite yet. No, um, uh, but there, that interaction there is terrific. Crazy. There's a couple panels. Absolutely. Where, oh, man. 
And uh, in the aftermath, we meet this universe's Ben Parker, and it looks like next issue we're going to meet this universe's May Parker. Yeah. I love that book. I do, too. It's, uh, it's a breath of fresh air. Uncanny Avengers number three, written by Rick Remender, art by Daniel Acuna. We are still on Counter-Earth, where all of our various heroes are facing challenges. Vision is being a bit seduced. Uh, Rogue is trying to escape from her current predicament. But the main focus of this issue is Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, who are with the low evolutionary, trying to help him out in battle with his father, the high evolutionary. In the process, they come up against Sabretooth and also a new character who seems to know more about them than they do. Of course, this whole story is centered on them trying to find out who they are now that they know they're not the children of Magneto. She puts up quite a fight against both twins, really puts them in their place, and now they are in a bad spot, and we've got a new group of new men ready to pounce on the low evolutionary. Things are not looking good over in uh, Uncanny Avengers world. Mm-hmm. But the Uncanny action rolls on with Uncanny Inhumans number zero. Uh, love zero issues. Love a zero issue. A good zero issue is hard to beat. Uh, written by Charles Soule. There's two stories in this. We're going to get to the first one first. All right. Written by Charles Soule. Art by Steve McNiven and Jay Lyson and uh, uh, Ponsor. Justin, Justin Ponsor. Uh, opens in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, Brazil. Yes. The city by the sea. Yeah, city by the sea, Brazil. And uh, we've got uh, a cool like look at the black market trade for inhumans. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the mist hit, you know, the inhumans were getting into their cocoons and all this other stuff. So, of course, the seedier elements in society would try to profit off of this because the people who are in the cocoons are essentially helpless mm-hmm. while they're in there. Uh, so there's a high price to be paid for these inhumans. And then uh, you've got these no-good nicks trying to make a buck. But nope. Black Bolt gets up in there and he's like, hey, I'm going to punch you and kick you without talking. And he does that. Uh, then he gets the call like, on his uh, his you know yeah, life his, alert his, that his says uh, gotta go. Uh, he goes back to New Adeline. There's great interactions with Medusa, McNiven just having a blast. Oh, he loves drawing Medusa's hair. He loves. He's just a monster. It's really the so mark good. of a great artist. With I mean, with Medusa's hair, you could phone it in, um, or you can really really have some fun with it. But it's yeah. going to be a lot of work. Yes. But it's uh, the hair is flowing everywhere. It's really, really terrific. It feels like a living, you know. It, it has that sense that it's constantly moving, which mm-hmm. is hard to do because the pages are very static. Yes. Uh, we get m- a second week in a row, I think, where we get Eldrack. Eldrack is that, taking know. center stage, really becoming the star of the Inhumans universe. And I'm I'm quite okay with that. Yeah, Eldrack. Yeah. Uh, Eldrak sends Black Bolt where he needs to go, or at least where Eldrak believes he needs mm. to go. Uh, and then, boom, Black Bolt gets shot with an arrow. What? With that's, an arrow. That's odd. Yeah. Uh, and then the archer is standing next to some army guy. And then there are laser cannons. And then you're like, what the heck is going on? It seems like these are soldiers from all sorts of different eras of time. But how could that be? You'd need some sort of time traveler hmm. to pull it all together. We'll see how that goes. Mm. But we get a great uh, display of Black Bolt's powers. You know, saying the words, saying anything unleashes amazing levels of power. So we get this great close-up shot of Black Bolt's mouth. Right, just saying it, something. It says very quietly, goodbye. Yep. And just destroys the entire 
army that is going after him. Yeah. Really, really great. Very intense. Very scary. Black Bolt finds who has been attacking him. It is Kang. Oh my God! Kang. That makes that all makes sense now. It could, to be fair, it could have been Immortus. Sure, it could have been plenty of people. It could have been any Scarlet version. Scarlet Centurion. Yeah. Could have been any version of Kang. Uh, a Sphinx, right? Uh, Ramatut. Ramatut. Yes, thank Ramatut. you. Yeah. So uh, we get that, and we find out the the big question here was where is Ahura? Who is Black Bolt and Medusa's son? Last seen in FF. Yeah. Well, then in Infinity briefly before he got this happened to him. Right. So Black Bolt goes to Ahura, um, and we see what Black Bolt's plan is. He is, uh, first, he's mind merging with him so he can actually talk to him. Yeah. And then he is cocooning him. Yep. He throws a little mist on him, sprinkles it on. Yeah, like because never salt. had powers. So yeah. he's never undergone teragenesis. Yeah. Now he is. Well, now he has. Uh, so that's a big moment. Uh, Black Bolt and Kang strike an interesting deal. Uh, we'll see how that all plays out. I do not imagine that'll work out in the best way Probably for not. our hero. Doesn't doesn't seem it. Yes. Um, then we get to story number two, which uh, I was delighted. It was really fun. It's mm -hmm. two of our new human characters. You know, they're tinkering around in right. New Avalon. Flint and Iso, right? Yes. Uh, Flint and Iso dealing with, like, playing around with this transporter-type thing, uh, flirting a little bit, yep. having some funsies. Hey, they're kids, you know? They're kids. Uh, and then they open this portal, and it just there's just terrificness happening. Yeah. It's really, really funny, really cute. Um, uh, some some kissing happenings yep. between some youngsters. A little tonsil hockey. Yeah, tonsil hockey. Prelude uh, to Bone Town. I don't want to go anywhere near that yeah, one. They're very, these are, they're very young. These are young characters. Young, young humans. Uh, and that story, written by Ryan Stegman. Ugh, so disappointing. <laughs> it was really, I was enjoying it. And then I was just like, whoa. Yeah. Now he's writing. Great. This is all we need. Art by Ryan Lee. With that was good. Colors by James Campbell. Yeah, Ryan great Lee. Art, great art. Amazing art. Yeah. I really, really, really dug this. Reminded me of... Um, an artist who does a book with Jonathan Hickman, also, Nick Patara. It also reminded me of uh, who drew, I, I think it reminded me of Ramon Villalobos' work. It's got a little bit Villalobos, yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. T anyway, really, really good. Uh, and it's going to be the death of us all because oh, Stegman's Stegman. ego Jesus. is now going to be yeah, this just is somehow it's going to be bigger. Somehow bigger. Because uh, now he can write. Yeah, and he writes well. Ugh. That's the worst part. Yeah, I wanted to hate it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so good. Yeah. Uh, and and in this issue, we get one of those giant two-page spreads of the things to come. Always which fun. Always great. Yep. Dating back to uh, X-Men in the 90s when Jim Lee did it. Yes. Always a great tradition. Yes. And we get to see a whole bunch of characters. Yep. What's um, coming up in Uncanny and Puddles of blood and various things. And this guy. I like this yeah. guy. Uh, I, I know who that is. Yeah. I I read a comic that not everyone else has read yet. Oh, I think and I, this guy too is cool. Same, same. He's from the same one. Yeah, it'll be out soon. I'll just say you'll get to meet these characters sooner than you might think. Awesome. All right, terrific stuff. Even if Stegman is heavily involved in that, Stegman's one. the worst. All right, on to Wolverines number thirteen, written by Charles Soule. Another Charles Soule book. Uh, art by Jason Masters. Colors by Guy Major. Terrific one right here. Mm -hmm. Deadpool. This is so fun. Deadpool is the mysterious collector trying to get all the various uh, costume pieces and artifacts surrounding Wolverine because he is going to be 
the next Wolverine. He's going to do it, guys. He's, he's, he's going to live it. that dream. Uh, so he's got essentially the fang. One pant leg is Fang's costume. Good. The other pant leg is Wolverine's brown and tan. Uh, yellow and tan. You're, brown asking, and, you're asking the wrong guy. Right. Brown and yellow uh, costume. He's got the gauntlets that Wolverine had towards the end of yep. his life. Uh, he's got Wolverine's new X-Men jacket from mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. uh, Ears for Extinction era. He's got Wolverine's original mask with the, but, the whiskers. But with, And yeah. he's got the patch, eye patch, patch, on top of it. Perfect. Which is, hands down, the greatest Wolverine costume I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And Wade does it real well. Uh, so, terrific stuff. Uh, and so, he's got this new costume. He has to be Wolverine. He has to do what Wolverine has done. So, he starts off going to fight a Hulk, just like Wolverine did right at the beginning. <laughs> Goes to She-Hulk's office. And uh, the theme with Deadpool this week is also, he stinks. Yeah. Uh, smells bad. Patsy Walker's like, ew, you smell. In the uh, Return of the Living Deadpool, there was a whole yep, thing about him yep, yep. being smelly. So I like that that continues. Carried over. Yeah. Uh, I also really enjoy that Deadpool doesn't really know how to function with giant, you know, knives attached to his Who hands. Would? He stab He's stabbing himself constantly. Constantly. Luckily, he has a healing factor. Yeah. Don't try this at home. Yeah. Don't try any of this at home. No. Uh, great interactions between She-Hulk and and. Wolver de dead yeah. Deadverine, Pulverine, Pulverine, Pulverine. That's good. Yeah, uh, it, with Pulverine, who just gets thrown to the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, really, just great funny action. There's this whole page, two pages where it mimics the original mm -hmm. appearance of Wolverine. Oh my god, yeah, Deadpool's uh, just using all the original language. The language, the but also like there's a filter on mm -hmm. the art that makes it look really old. It's, uh, it's just terrific. Really, really great. Uh, then, you know, uh, Pulverine goes to Tokyo to find ninjas. Uh, he goes to Avengers Tower, He's Jean Grey like School. He's messing around with costumes this whole time. Yeah, he goes to S.H.I.E.L.D. Helicarrier. He goes to Alpha, uh, Flight. Alpha Flight. Nobody wants him. It's terrific. Finally, he's just hanging out on a bench, as you do, sort of just, you know, thinking about life. Yep. And in comes <gasps> our boy, oh, yeah. the Dog Tagger. He's back. Back and better than Not ever. Not a one-off. Yeah. Uh, dog tagger, and w you know what? I like learning a little bit more about him here. I want I, more. I assumed he was a villain. He's not. Not. He's a good dude. At all. He's got friends. Yeah, a lot uh, of friends. A lot of friends who are here, um, and we get uh, we get him a really great interaction, and maybe the end of Pulverine, at least for right now. See, it, it would seem that way. This yeah. is just a fun break from kind of the the. Yeah. The ongoing saga of Wolverines, yes, which we get back to at the end. We yeah, right at the beginning, right at the end, we've got uh, Phantom L and Culpepper uh, sort of sneaking around and doing stuff. And by the end of the issue, you see what exactly they're off to do, and yeah. uh, that should be pretty cool. Absolutely. That's it. That's for this it. Week. That's it for yeah. the books. Uh, my tomb of the week is Avengers Ultron Forever Number One. I read nineteen. We read nineteen comics this week. We did. What? Is gonna be my number one wow. pick of just the week. I'm going with Iron Fist, living right. up in number eleven. Oh, cool! I I, uh, I really dug that one. All right, we got a meeting to get to. Let's, let's rush through what's on sale, and then I think we're gonna have to break tradition and uh, do news on the other side of the break. Do you want to just do the rest of it on the other side of the break? Because it's eleven fifty-nine. 
Should we get going? We have a meeting in All right, one guys, we're going to go to a break. <laughs> you go over to the West Coast, and we're going to be back, and we're going to have a great, super happy, long second half of the show. Yeah, get ready for it. Hello there this weekend. Wow, that was weird. I meant to say hello there, but it came out as like hello a... Hello there this week and hello no, there. No, it came out as like hello there. I own, Clearly my speech functions are failing me, so it's good I'm not in a job that requires me to record podcasts regularly. Anyway, hello there this weekend, Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by... Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh. For another thrilling installment of the Stromy and the Wolfman show, starring the Wolfman and Stromy. This week, let's kick things off with a bunch of TV news. So we have a bunch of TV news this week. We, of course, had an all-new Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, in which Edward James Olmos' character, Robert Gonzalez confronted uh, Coulson, and well, I won't spoil the way that ended for you because maybe you haven't seen it yet. So if you haven't, check it out. Uh, in the meantime, we have an all-new This Week in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I just realized right before uh, we came in here to record this, I completely sort of forgot to post. So <laughs> we will have that up for you soon, shortly. By the time you're listening to this, we hope. <laughs> we hope. I'm a little scarabrain these days, folks. Uh, and, of course, this week I talked to Edward James Olmos um, about his role as Gonzalez, which we had to be very secretive about, and now we don't have to be secretive, so it's very cool to actually talk about. But did you get to talk about his role in Battlestar Galactica? Uh, we, we did talk a did little you talk bit about, it about, at all? about Battlestar Galactica. Fun story for our listeners. Patrick likes to confuse me and claim that it's titled Battleship Galactica. And I repeatedly correct him. I'm like, Battlestar. And he's like, no, 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 I'm pretty sure it's Battleship. Pretty sure it's Battleship. So lo and behold, your lovely host is talking with Edward James almost. And I am running down his list of TV appearances. Yeah, I go through Miami Vice and Dexter and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Battleship Galactica. That's not the name of the show. That's not the name of the show, but I told him it was. Um, he would know. He would probably know that that is not the name of his he show. He corrected me. He corrected me. And I immediately got off that podcast interview and uh, made a very angry phone call to the Wolfman. Well, it started with me picking up the phone and immediately hearing, I hate you. <laughs> In which I needed you to specify, because you have plenty of reasons to hate me. Uh, that I don't know if that's one of them, though. Ugh. I also talked with uh, Edward James almost another time earlier this week. You can read that interview on Marvel.com. I did not call it Battleship Galactica that time. In fact, I just avoided saying the name of that show, because I was too horrified that I would accidentally say Battleship again. So, yeah. Anyway, we also have a brand new Art of Evolution print going on sale this week that you can check out at the uh, Marvel Shop. And, of course, we'll have some more clips, images, all that type of good stuff uh, in the next few days for next week's all-new episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. next Tuesday at 9, 8 central on ABC. Moving over into the world of Netflix, we unveiled... Five new character posters that all sort of form together into one giant street scene for Marvel's Daredevil, of course, only on Netflix April 10th, so very soon now. We also announced that uh, Chio Hodari Coker uh, will be showrunning and executive producing and running the first two episodes of 
Marvel's Luke Cage. Uh, Coker has uh, a lot of experience in television. He worked on Almost Human. He worked on Southland. Uh, before that, he also wrote the movie Notorious uh, about the, well, Notorious B.I.G., <laughs> the rapper. Um, and uh, he, he also has a background in journalism. And all around, I think, you know, I'm really excited to see what he does with Marvel's Luke Cage, of course, coming to Netflix, starring Mike Coulter, who will also be appearing as Cage in Marvel's, a.k.a. Jessica Jones. That's right. I managed to plug everything all in one sentence. Great job. All right, moving over into the world of uh, film, because let's not forget... We also have a film coming out in exactly one, well, not one month from the today when you're listening to you this. You might be listening to this on May 2nd to catch up, and the movie will already be out. But as we're recording this, we're recording this on April 1st, and it's one month from today, which horrifies me. I am mortified. We have a lot of stuff coming up. You are horrifyingly mortified. Oh, my. Anyway, this week we uh, unveiled some new interviews with Elizabeth Olsen, who is the Scarlet Witch, and Aaron Taylor Johnson, who is Quicksilver. Uh, Patrick has been putting those hush puppies together. Hush puppies? Yeah, sure. That's a, I don't know, isn't that a Kenya's refer to everything as a hush puppy? No. Oh, well, I do. Maybe it's a Minnesota thing. Must be. It's not a Minnesota thing. Um, and we also unveiled uh, four options for the IMAX exclusive Avengers Age of Ultron poster that will be available at the opening screenings of... Uh, the film in IMAX on April 30th. Uh, you can vote for which one you think should be the one made available on Facebook and Twitter right now. Voting closes this Friday, April 3rd. So if you want to get in on it, then if you're listening to this Thursday or Friday, now's your chance. Just head over to facebook.com slash Avengers, scroll down a couple posts, and you'll see all four options and instructions on how to vote. Patrick, let's wrap this up really quick because I got to get to a meeting. What we got going on in animation? Well, you can catch all four episodes of Spider-Verse in the uh, Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors this Sunday at 8 a.m. on Disney XD. So you can watch all the episodes again or for the first time, whichever it is. I don't know what you've watched. I don't want to know what you watch. There is not going to be... You can shut the podcast off right now because there's no... Uh, chat with Steve Wacker because we don't have any new episodes of animation. Just wanted to put that out there. However, Steve will return next week. All right. Thank you, Patrick. As I said, I got to go to a meeting. So we're going to make it whoopy snappy here. I wish y'all a splendiferous weekend, a splendiferous er week. As always, thank you for listening and putting up with us. And remember, drink your oval team. All right. We're back. Yes, we're back. And, uh, Got a lot to cover. Sure. We kicked it early. All right. Ryan's, yeah, now we've switched. Yeah. Um, I've got like 50% less energy now. Now you're NPR guy. Yeah. So yeah. great. Sweaty balls. <laughs> Terrific. So anyways, we had a big week in collections on sale this week. There's actually some really cool stuff. There's Avengers, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, which is a prose novel by Dan Abnett. There's the Avengers Rage of Ultron original graphic novel. That is a hardcover. And there is also the Once Upon a Time Out of the Past original graphic novel, also a hardcover. In addition to that, we got Avengers Scarlet Witch by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Big Abnett week. Huge. 
Isn't it always, <laughs> at least in our hearts? <laughs> We've got two Marvel Masterworks reissue hardcovers. That's Avengers Volume 1 and Invincible Iron Man Volume 1. And we've also got this. This I think takes the takes the prize. Weird World Warriors of Shadow Realm. Oh my God! You have you looked at this no. collection yet? No. It it's amazing. It's just like Mike's Plug art. Yeah. And like all kinds of cool stuff, and it's friggin' great. All right. Have you re- did you read it or you just thumped through it? I just I don't have time to read. I'm sorry. You know sorry. this piece of paper. So sorry, yes, sorry, sorry. I thumbed yeah, through it and it's incredible. It. All right, let's take a look at that later. Uh, digital comics on sale this week. Everything we talked about in the first part, with the exception of Avengers Millennium and Dark Tower, but also (gasps) the first installment of Avengers Versus, which is going to be a digital first comic, later comes out in print by our boy Joe Caramagna, and a variety of artists, looks like it's a lot of fun. Also on the app, we've got three Mystic Arcana one-shots, remember those? Yes. This from like right when we started. I remember them well. (laughs) Black Knight, Scarlet Witch, and Sister Grimm, as well as Scarlet Witch number one. So a lot of mystical Scarlet Witchy action. Indeed. Who knew? No reason why. No, no reason. Maybe next week we'll get all. Well, we got all the Quicksilver stuff last week, right? Yeah. So next week. Nailed it. Vision all over the place. I hope so. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, collections on the app this week, Avengers Rage of Ultron, Avengers Scarlet Witch by Dab Nabnet and Andy Lanning, Avengers the Vibranium Collection, Claws of the Panther, Once Upon a Time, Out of the Past, Realm of Kings, one of your favorite supervillain team-up, Modox 11. Fred Van Lente and I talk about that a lot, actually, on, in on? the episodes that will be coming up on This Week of Marvel. Yes. All right, very cool. And Weird World, which may or may not be Warriors of Shadow Realm. <laughs> As well as X-23 Volume 3, Don't Look Back. Nice. Uh, Freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited, we've got Deadpool number 35, Edge of Spider-Verse number 3, Guardians of the Galaxy number 19, Inhuman number 6, Loki, Agent of Asgard number 6, Magneto number 10, Marvel Universe, Ultimate Spider-Man number 30, Midi Avengers number 14, New Avengers number 24, New Warriors number 10, and Savage Wolverine, number 23, Secret Avengers, number 8, Storm, number 3, and Thunderbolts, number 31. You get Alex with that every time. Yeah, like no. He never, he's, he has no control. Yeah, I'm sure he's the only one who pops yeah, for it. Yeah. You know, the listeners are like, what is, what is wrong that? with him? Is he, having, is, is he having a problem? Yeah. Yeah. No. Alex just, loves it though. You I'm make it, it. You make his day. <laughs> Leading uh, reading lists of titles. You need to have some fun with it. Yeah, you sometimes. need to. Just like make it exciting. All right, news for this week. Your Secret Wars update. We have three these are actually the last three tie-ins we're announcing for what? a little while. No. So uh, soak it in. Enjoy it. House of M is going to be uh, Dennis Hopeless and Chris Anka. They are going back to House of M. There's not much more to it. Magneto won. The mutants are in power. He's looking for other stuff to do. USA. Siege is kind of a cool one. Kieran Gillen is writing it. I just yeah. read the press release for that. It's pretty. You want to talk about it? It's pretty uh, great. I'm trying to remember the entire team. It's Leia. Of, it's it's written of by Kieran Gillen. Kieran said in our article last week, he said, um, and I quote, I don't quote because I don't remember exactly what he said, but basically he said, like, it's a mix of new characters and he said something like Gillen favorites or something. Yeah, like it's yeah, all yeah. the characters he's written. Leia of Hell. Yeah. Um, I know Miss America d- Chavez. Um, There's a Kate Bishop. Kate, yeah, a Lady Catherine Bishop. Yep. Uh, Abigail Brand is Abigail. in there because he called it the spiritual successor to his sword series. Nice. Units in there. 
um, who's that's a creepy robot he writes in everything he does. So a lot of Gillen goodness. It's a cool concept though. It's the idea that um, I mean, he made the direct comparison to Game of Thrones, where they have the wall, we have the shield, and there's something really bad on the other side of the shield. And this group is basically tasked with keeping that really bad thing away from the rest of Battleworld. There was also the Grimms or something like that. The Grimm brothers, the Grimms, yeah, something and or the the brothers Grimm. I don't know. I read it and yeah, yeah. My brain is not. I don't know, man. There's all sorts of uh, there's all sorts of cool artists involved. I know James Stokoe. James Stokoe. Um, it looks really good. Yeah. Karen seems really excited. So good on him. Uh, Red Skull is another cool one that is written by Josh Williamson and takes place in a world where Red Skull is just the baddest thing on the planet and he's awful and he's presumed dead but there's murmurs that he may be alive so this team of cross reality people like heads like Age of X Magneto and House of M Lady Deathstrike it's Secret Wars man it's 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 like the Secret Warsy of Secret Wars series where they all have to go on like a mag- uh, Red Skull hunt yeah should Why is there no Acts of Vengeance world? Because I would argue every world is Acts of Vengeance world. Touche. Mm. All right, some other stuff we got going on. Daredevil, that's coming on Netflix next week, but we've been doing a lot of cool comic stuff for it. Uh, I spoke last week to Joe Casada, who is doing 30 Days to Daredevil on his Tumblr, and we dug into that and showed some cool stuff. You could also go to joecasada.tumblr.com. You can, but then you wouldn't get to read my awesome interview with him unless he posted it, which I'm sure he didn't. Um, so then we also, we've also been doing these cool things. Uh, we've been doing daredevil spotlights on some of the, some of the different creative teams over the years. Uh, Forrest Helby and Tim Stevens have been working on those just in this last week. Uh, Forrest talked to Jimmy Palmiotti about the Marvel Knights run, about working with Kevin Smith and with Joe Q. Then Tim, someone, no, I think Forrest did all of these. Um, and then Forrest talked to, uh, a bunch of, he, t- he talked to Joe Q about, um, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sales work on Daredevil Yellow. And then just today, I posted a Bendis and Malieve one where Forrest talked to Mark Wade and David Marquez. So it's kind of like this cool, almost like an acts of vengeance thing where they're uh, <laughs> switching around people to talk to different people. Very good. For Comic Book Day is coming up. Talk to Mark Wade and Tom Brevoort about all new, all different Avengers and to Charles Soule about Uncanny the Humans. Both of those you'll learn more about on Free Comics Days. Free Comics Day? Days? Free uh, comic book day. Free comic book day. Marvel Mighty Heroes launched. That is now available on mobile devices. We had a lot of stuff on it. We had the release story. Lorraine Sink did a watcher on it, and it is now available, and you were out visiting those Yes, yeah, there's a bonkers number of characters both available now yep. and coming up, like tons of stuff. Fred Van Lente did the story yep. for the, the thing, adapting for the beginning, Infinity, uh, and there'll be much more to come, and... It's a four-player co-op brawler that you play on a mobile device. Matches are quick. You can play it anywhere that has internet. Uh, Alex, Alex was playing it yesterday. Yeah, confirmed. Alex yeah. has yeah. played it. Enjoyable. Um, Alex quoted as saying it was enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first Affinity event is going on right now. It centers around Ex Nihilo, and then there will be another one next week. Yeah. So there was much uh, discussion about how to pronounce Ex Nihilo, Ex and Nihilo? I kept saying Ex Nihilo. What did they think it was? There was a whole lot of ex nihalio and all kinds of stuff. They were throwing extra letters in there. It's great. Crazy Van Lente. Or Van Lente. 
not I don't just know. him. Not just him. Uh, I'm blaming him. Yeah. Spider-Man Unlimited put out a boatload of stuff. Uh, they released Doc Ock, so you can now play for the first time as Superior Spider-Man against Doc Ock. That is a first. Uh, they are releasing more stuff this week. Solus, the grandpapa daddy of the Inheritors, is coming. Aaron Aikman Spider-Man is coming from Edge of Spider-Verse. Bagman is back. The bombastic Bagman. They released him on April Fool's Day. Oh, and Fred wrote some for Spider-Man Unlimited as he's well. Just, he's just so prolific. Prolific. Prolific all over the place. Puzzle Quest is on, like, I don't know, they're on speed or something. They put out Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan last week. They did a Black Vortex event. And then Kingpin just got released this week. And then finally, Contest of Champions, not to be outdone, uh, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan is in Puzzle Quest, so they gave Carol Danvers her original Miss Marvel costume sneak and now play as both Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel. Carol. Neat. Yep. More coming up, too. That's all I got for now. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who go to the conventions, getting ready for C2E2, going to do some fun stuff there, so bring your dancing shoes. I'm going to be at MEFCC, which is Middle Eastern Film and Comics yes. Convention. Crazy. Uh, that's if we have any listeners there, yeah. please come and say hi. This week at Marvel Fans in Dubai. Yeah. Come out and represent. I would love for you to meet a This Week in Marvel listener from Dubai. I hope we have some. I will guarantee I will give them some sort of prize. Yeah. Whether it be in person what or digital. What else are you doing digital there? Later. I don't know. They're parading me around. You get like on. carried around on like a throne. I hope so. Get to ride a tiger. Yeah. Uh, so please, that please do not let our lack of uh, understanding about Dubai be misinterpreted as some sort of insensitivity yeah. to the people of Dubai. We're just—it's fancy. We're, I we're, know that we're just uncultured and yeah. dumb. I, I'm going there with uh, caviar dreams. Yeah, uh, totally. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, if you are a Marvel Unlimited Plus member. Who uh, is always like, yeah, hey, we're gonna go get some cool stuff. Uh, is that your Dubai accent? No, that's my Jesse Falcon. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when am I gonna get some cool stuff? Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, fans in the LA area got emailed about the Daredevil premiere. Oh man, we offered seats to Alex, today's. What the hell? This week's Daredevil premiere. So it was a short term, you know, short notice type of thing, yep. but it's one of those perks that you get for being a Marvel Unlimited Plus member. So Why they get to not? see a couple episodes of the show beforehand. You know how you know how much it is to sign up for monthly on Marvel Unlimited Plus? Well, it's not monthly. Marvel Unlimited Plus right, is but yearly. But Marvel Unlimited is nine ninety nine a month. Yes, I know. Your joke oh, didn't work there. No, it didn't because I realized halfway through that I was talking about Plus. Yep. All right. Uh, so Plus is cool. Just cut that in post, Alex. And there will, there will always be more and other fun things. All right, time for your questions and comments. Just as a reminder, uh, if you are reading this week Unlimited Reading Club selection of Next Wave, which I started doing last night, we will be talking about it soonish. Yes, so yeah. I wanted to bring that up because yeah. I am going to Dubai. Right. As I'm going to Dubai, uh, I don't know how I'm going to be able to. When are you leaving for Dubai? I think Tuesday night okay. next week. We'll discuss it after the show, but you guys stay tuned. I think let's we'll give it on. one more week okay. for next for next wave. Guys, do regular questions and comments for next week. Okay, uh, we'll do next wave in two weeks from today. Also, that gives you guys it's because it's a long week. one. It's twelve issues. Yeah, twelve so big, of time. thick, really uh, meaty. Yeah, very meaty, yeah. penetrating Robust. issues. Robust. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, so keep reading Next Wave and keep sending us your questions and comments. Speaking of which, we have some now. Uh, Agent Swim, 
I just saw Razor Fist for the first time. There's no way he can be a functional human being, and they aren't fists. Um, the, we've had this discussion many times. Oh, yeah. Times. Oh, yeah. This is, Razor Fist is a big point of contention. We've been asked before, I think, how he uses the restroom facilities. Um, I have no idea. He's got to have a helper, right? Like, yeah, he's got to have an assistant yeah. who goes into the bathroom with him. Hey, man. You, you get mean, to like, a certain point where you're, you've got razor fists. Yeah, here's the deal. You know, you're, no a guy, you're, a guy who, you're a guy who has the capabilities of razor fists. Like, you're going to be able to find someone who's going to do whatever you want. Yeah. Because you got razor fists. Yeah. And, and he's I, a criminal, so he probably just he steals money and pays he's, for he whatever care. he needs. Um, and as far as his razor fists aren't being fists, I mean, I guess that depends how you define fists. They're at the end of his arms. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess he could be razor hands because not, they're not technically, like, clenched up like a fist. So, it's yeah. a fair point. Totally. Fair point. Good job, Agent Twim. Is Cosmo's origin ever explained? I love him, but I don't understand him. What possible explanation could there be for a dog that speaks with a thick Russian accent through telepathy? It was briefly touched on in Abnet Landing's Guardians of the Galaxy, but it was just like a throwaway line. He was just a Russian. Because Russians used to spend, send dogs into space. Yeah, like Laika, yeah. a space dog. And he just went through, he somehow went through radiation or something and developed the ability to speak. And now I he's mean, in outer space. Yeah, you don't, don't think too much about it. You're questioning a yeah. telepathic dog when we have giant space gods, right. we have six stones that control all of reality. And a guy named Razor Fist. Yeah, Razor Fist. Who has Fist. razors for fists. Uh, I think, you yeah. know, suspension of disbelief is necessary when you're right. a comic book fan. But yeah, he, he was a Russian cosmonaut yes. dog, and now he can speak. Yeah. In my mind, there's a Marco family reunion every year with Sandman and Juggernaut and this guy, Man Mountain Marco. I love Man Mountain Marco. Just Who doesn't? He's, he's such a... He's such a mid-level guy. Yeah. He's like the definition of, like, this guy isn't a real big threat, but he's impressive. He's got a, he doesn't have a costume. He's, he's Heath Slater. He is Heath Slater. Yeah. I love <laughs> Heath Slater, too. He's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like Titus O'Neil, who we, who we love. Yeah. We met. Titus but is great. But like, he's like, he's, 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 as I've heard the term in wrestling, he's a gatekeeper. <laughs> he's, he's the, you beat him and then you go to the next level. Yeah. But he's also... Vastly important for vastly many, many important. people. Vastly important. Debate whether or not to review Marvel Live, but I feel like I can be honest with you guys. I was disappointed with it. Oh, this is our live event show. Effects were great, but it was clearly for kids. Beer made the second half much better, though. Uh, I mean, it's a stunt show. Yeah. For for children. Families. Like, yeah. It's supposed to be something Yeah, that if you were going on your own, then I mean... Sure. You're going to get what you're going to get. But, hey, I'm glad you found a way to make it enjoyable. Yeah. Shout out to my friend John at Weasel on Twitter. He uh, He went and he loved yeah. it. Yeah. And he had a, I think, I don't remember if he had his son with him at the time, but he himself loved it. So everybody has a different Different strokes for different folks. And uh, we do not officially endorse the consumption of alcohol to make things more fun here on This Week in Marvel. No, sir. Um, reading Avengers New Avengers makes me feel dumb. I never know what's going on. It probably doesn't help that I read them slightly out of order and sometimes over a month in between. That is a big reason. Uh, it's a complicated story. You need to read it in order and on time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to get, but if you... I think if you read it in the right order, that will certainly help a great deal. It should. I hope. Um, why try to fight to be honors when they can just use Claw's cut-up body to funnel their power away from them? Sh that's a shout-out to the original Secret Wars. hey -o. Hello, Marvel Superhero Secret Wars. Mm, I want to cut a little slice off Claw and eat it up. Do you, do you, remember? Yeah, he's all, like, cut up into the little 
delicious bite-sized morsels. Yeah. Dr. Doom uses them. A little nom nom nom. Looks like cakes. Mm. Claw cakes. Tasty cakes. All right, for Secret Wars. Alex, put that down. Yeah. Claw cakes. He's really writing it down, folks. you got to spell cakes with a K. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Obviously. Duh. Yes. Alan Wilkinson writes in, Dear This Week in Marvel, I have a plan. Everyone at Marvel go to some link and vote for either Captain America or Iron Man. Link for this. Super Smash, Super Smash Brothers. Brothers. All right, I hope that went well. Yeah, congratulations to them. Yes. Uh, Brad Schoff. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that either, but thanks Schoff. for writing in, Brad. Schoff. Schoff. Schaff. Schoff. Says, last Twim URC, when I was... Uh, oh, that I, was the Ultimate Spider-Man. When I saw a panel with the New York skyline, including World uh. Trade Center, then I realized it was just months before 9-11, and I got emotional. Yeah. Yeah, Holy I sure. hear you, Brad. Uh, I, I still, like, I... And I pay tons of attention when I see that in old books and old comics and old pictures and stuff. I'm a New Yorker. It's what we do. Uh, Bobby Rubio tweeted, it's hanging cool out at Isotope Comics for this week in Marvel podcast. Who is he with? Okay. In that pic. First, Please Bobby explain. Rubio is uh, a storyboard artist at Pixar. That I knew. Who is, but maybe the listeners did. Yeah, but I knew. Yeah. Who also has done some variant cover work for us mm-hmm. uh, and is a big Marvel fan. He you know, like he worked with Jim Lee back in the 90s Whoa. and like all kinds of cool stuff. You'll have to, to listen Lee? to a future episode of This Week in Marvel yeah. to learn more about his what story. What happened to Jim Lee? I don't know. After he did Punisher War Journal. He had a good read. run in comics. He probably, he's maybe probably video got games. a career. Yeah, maybe. Animation. Yeah. All right. I, Jim, if you're listening, contact best, us. Best of luck, yeah. buddy. Hey, we'd love to talk to you. Yeah, totally. It'd be great to talk about your old stuff here on the he show. He once kicked my ass in foosball. Uh, uh, who was I with? I was with Giuseppe Camicoli and him and someone else. I don't remember. But he's a really good foosball player. I'll give him that. He one time drew Nova for me after I did an interview with him when he had like a five-minute break as after I joked about it with him. You've seen this. That piece is, it's amazing. is breathtaking. It's the only Jim Lee Nova in existence to my knowledge, and it is amazing. Yeah. It's uh, disgusting how good it is. Yeah, and he did it mostly with whiteout, which was oh, the incredible. Oh, just stop! I can't. Right. Just thinking about we'll it. Get, we'll get into this another Ooh. time. We'll get into Ooh. this another time. But anyway, in this photo is James Syme, who is the owner and proprietor oh, cool. of Isotope Comics in awesome. San Francisco. Very cool. Yes. Cade Bangert says, "If being Daredevil, if being Daredevil falls through, I guess Matt Murdock can always be a blind switch hitter." Yes. Yeah, man, he's a good ass baseball uh, player. I imagine they would not let him play. Due to superpowers. Performing enhancing Performing enhancing powers? Blindness? Yeah. Which seems terrible, sure. but it's it's what it is. Uh, Cade says, so many awesome comics this week, I don't know where to start. Canaan, Canaan, the Can- last... Canaan? Canaan? Didn't we just I know. earlier Look, get the pronunciation? <laughs> I am dealing with so many different pieces okay. of information throwing themselves right. at my brain. All right. Uh, Canaan, the last Padawan, is easily my favorite Star Wars comic. Great story, cool. gorgeous art, love it. And he says, the art in Return of the Living Deadpool is always top-notch. Mad props to Nick Varela. Props. Props. Casey Bickley, new listener. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Had a 12-hour drive the other weekend. Stumbled into Twim and ended up recapping 2015. That is the greatest. Hashtag hooked. I would be so sick of us after 12 hours. Thank you for sticking with I'm sick of us after, like, 30 minutes. I can't believe we've made it this far into this episode. Yeah. Casey, you get (laughs) 1,000 Twim points. Grew up on X-Men cartoons and Marvel trading cards. I like this guy. But didn't get into, or girl, um, but didn't get into the books until right before Civil War. Went crazy with tie-ins and ended up having to stop buying after World War Hulk. About to get Marvel Limited and want to binge. Binge, what is a good event to go back and essentially start from? I really want to start following a bunch of great titles. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. My answer always here for now is uh, start with Avengers vs. X-Men. 
Yeah. Because it's a good entry point fun event it's 12 issues and then you it spins right into marvel now which is where a lot of the stories that have been going for the last wow, three years now um have been going so start with avengers versus x-men and, and you can use one of our discover pages to kind of branch out from there yeah excellent chris vaughn says what idiot keeps refreshing the damn <laughs> game in the last hour of pvp uh i guess that's talking about avengers alliance yeah that it sounds that way yep he says, this is really pissing me off. And just posts Very a angry. picture of the... Att- I Look, I hate when that happens, yeah. too. I'm like, I'm so, I just want to get in a couple it's more It's very fights. frustrating. <sighs> it's always frustrating when you leave your computer for, like, a few seconds. And yeah. then no, and he I, posted a bunch of pictures. He posted a it. bunch of pictures of just, like, further and further just, down just the angry furious, rabbit hole uh, at Avengers Alliance for them having probably every player playing at once. That's how it happens. Yeah. All right. Sorry, buddy. Hope things worked out. Yeah. Con Hippie, my name is Sean, and I accept that I love Gambit. Oh, hi, Sean. Get <clears throat> out. That's, that's pretty clever, though. I think you should go to this meeting he's attending. No. Uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, I know the runaway train. I didn't get that at all. Runaway train, train never coming, coming back. One way on a one. Way. Is that is that Counting Crows? How d- it's Soul Asylum, <laughs> and I am a sh- I am I, I am knew the words. You didn't even you. know the words. Soul Asylum is an amazing band. Obviously, I know the words to their song. Many hits, such as many great songs. Give me two more Soul Asylum hits. Uh, <laughs> oh, look at that! Black Gold. Is that, that the name of the song? I don't know. You're the you're the Soul Asylum fanboy. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Oh, clearly. <laughs> You're a huge fan of theirs. Didn't know the words to their biggest song. I was singing it with you. No, you didn't. You did, you 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 lost it after like three words. Uh, runaway train, never going back, never right. coming back. Ah. One way on a going wrong way on the one way track. Feels like I'm getting somewhere. Should be getting somewhere. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I have to sing it when oh, it's on. This, the, this is fair. We're moving on. Yep. Uh, Darth Vader three has gone hashtag collector already. New characters and all. K-O-T-O-R. Knights of the Old Republic. There you go. That's what we were talking about. HK-47. <clears throat> Our boy. You're speaking gibberish. Yeah, but yeah. Con Hippie will know. Con Hippie, that's all for you. Yeah. Daniel Willis, never read all new X-Men until Black Vortex. Absolutely loving the art. Might have to pick up the whole run. It's a great series. Uh, Bendis really had a lot of fun with that. Daniel, you could read almost all of it on Marvel Unlimited. Marvel Unlimited. And yes, Andrea Sorrentino, who's doing the art on that, is great. And there are big plans for Andrea coming up. So all new Thor is part of the Avengers in the Guardians team up. But when did she meet, join them? Have we seen that? Uh, Yes, in reference in the first two issues of Guardians team up. uh, Female Thor was with them. We haven't seen her join yet. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that story takes place in the near future. Timey wimey. Yeah, maybe someone fell asleep at the the editing table. Or, or you know, it's, it's just, just cool. It's just, just cool. And we want people to be able to read this story in, at whatever time they want. And yeah. they'll be like, oh, yeah, look at that team. Yeah. What's this about the kingpin going to Europe? Yeah, didn't that happen a long time he ago? He goes to Europe all the time. Whenever, whenever the heat's too tough. There was tough, some crazy stuff with Vanessa, and then he, he bounced. Yeah, whenever the heat gets bad, he heads over to Europe. Mm. All, except for the one time, he went to Japan, and the X-Men fought him in the 90s. Sure. And he had, like, a crazy, like, kimono on and stuff. Look it up. Great stuff. I think that was... I don't know what it was. Uh, <laughs> wait, am I reading this right? It's Thor number 7... Really, our last issue of Thor before Secret Awards? No. 
Uh, it is the last issue before Secret Wars, but during Secret Wars, you can read Thors by Jason Aaron and Chris Sprouse, which is going to be awesome. It's going to be about every Thor. Then we have, I think the word was, he was looking for was disturbing, so close, and uh, that is a panel of, who is that? That is uh, Mr. Knife. Mr. Knife. Jason. Ah, uh, yes, saying, I find your lack of faith disheartening. I thought that was I funny. That. That that was, was funny. I think that was intentionally that was funny. written that way, so yeah. the Star Wars nerds either got annoyed or got a chuckle. Right. I got a chuckle. Right. Very, very smart stuff by, who wrote that? Was that from? Bendis. Bendis. Looks like a Bendis. Nice job, Bendis. Uh, <laughs> I would read a Ronin book so fast. I'm a huge Ronin fan just based on what I've seen in the comics so far. More support for this Ronin book that we're going to write. Yeah. Looking at Seer Wars art, saw Frog Thor immediately, inexplicably swapped Frog Thor for Trogdor in the Trogdor song. Frog Thor! <laughs> Do you guys know? Yeah, okay. Alex, <laughs> Alex that, gets that, it. Is that a Soul Asylum jam? the internet. Is that a Soul Asylum jam? No, I know that. It's Trogdor the Burninator? Yes. There you go. Um, I must find out more about Frogdor. Is he new or is he a pre-existing character? There's actually two of them. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, there was one in the Walt Simonson Thor run, which we started reading. Which is, which one is actually? That's Thor. That's Thor. That's right. Thor. And then the one in... And he Ed was turned into a frog yeah. by magic. Then the one in, in Pet Avengers is a, a frog with the power of Thor. Right, a frog who is worthy, Yeah. essentially. Yeah, exactly. Geonosis was actually the planet from the end of episode two. Mustafar is where he fought Obi Wan. Yes. No. Oh snap! Yeah, no. Thank Did you me. get out Star Wars? <laughs> you better believe by, it. By uh, Daniel Willis. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe I mixed oh. up Mustafar and so, Geonosis. So what's Geonosis? What happens there? Uh, that's when Count Dooku and uh, what? Yoda fight. Count who? Count Dooku. Shut up. Played by, Clister, played by <laughs> no. Christopher Lee. No. Yes. That's not a thing. They, they fight. <laughs> That's uh, a lie. All kinds of other stuff happens. Uh, there's big battles and whatnot. That is a hilarious name. Uh, I, it, is, it, is, hey, it is hysterical. Hey, the Star Wars it's universe has some, has some names. Hysterical. You know who Count Dooku is? I'm sorry? You know who Count Dooku is? What do you know? <laughs> What do you know about anything? I've seen every Star Wars. Oh, good for you. <laughs> maybe maybe that'll get you a real job someday. You can stop interning for us for eight Whoa. semesters in a row. All right, this guy. All right, this the claws are out. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. This is a perfect follow-up. <laughs> Usually Alex's mumblings are just loud enough that I can tell what he's saying, but I'm using pretty good headphones. It's an important part of the podcast. Alex reminds us there's others listening in the background, like us. It's a metaphor. <laughs> so you're I'm like you're important. you're their point of view character. You're like the kitty pride of this show. <laughs> Finger to the throat so means death. <laughs> metaphor. Metaphor. Uh, how exactly do you pronounce Adelan? How I just pronounced it, right? He says Adelon, Atalan, Adelan. In uh, Brooklyn, they pronounce it Adelon, but it's normally Adelan. Atalon. Who pronounces it that way? I don't know. You're from Long Island. How do you pronounce it? Adelan. There you go. That's when you're not in your in your deep Long Island accent. Yeah, it only comes out when I'm tired or oh, it's angry. So great. It's glorious. So is Blor Bl Blortex is Black <laughs> Blortex. <laughs> we need to end this. Is Black Vortex saying that Hank started the incursions? Uh, I think that's a TBD. Big TBD. I think uh, many I things started 
that change. It's j- all. I don't, th- I don't think he helped. It's a big yeah. blender of mistakes. <clears throat> just bad things. I don't yeah. think he helped. Uh, it wasn't helpful. Love the throw out New Avengers, but how the heck can Starbrand beat a Beyonder when the Living Tribunal couldn't? Well, the thing about the Living Tribunal is as powerful as he is, he's not really used to offensive combat. So no one usually messes with him because he's so powerful. Yeah. If a really, really powerful being messes with him, then he can be taken unawares. Starbrand was trying to hurt the Beyonder. And also, I would argue that the Beyonders that they fought in that issue of Avengers were kind of like the scout Beyonders, just like the Beyonder from S- original Secret Wars was not a fully formed Beyonder. I think we've yet to see the full power of the Beyonders. Oh, good. <laughs> DJ Fanko says uh, he wish he could have been there to show support for Agent M and the Marvel family at Isotope Comics, but I'll be sure to listen when the episode is live. Nah. <laughs> feel like feel like you should have gotten it done. Yeah. Uh, Gareth Hatfield says, if you could cast any actor to play any Marvel character, who would be some of your picks? His is John Hamm as Mr. Fantastic. Interesting. Uh, I don't I don't know, man. I I can't it's hard for me to get my head into casting. Yeah. Just because I really like the way we cast our movies, so yeah. uh, I don't even really think about it too much. I'd love to see uh, Alex Lopez as Gorgon. Yeah, that make that makes sense. I feel like the hair is there. That makes sense. Got a commanding voice. I'd like Kevin Klein to play something, just so I could see Kevin Klein in a Marvel movie. That'd be cool. That'd be good. I'd like to see Matt Damon play uh, Rich Rider, because he's my favorite actor and my favorite character. I'd be into I that. Like that right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'd be into that. Pretty good, right, guys? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's get that campaign going. <laughs> nope, do no such thing. Uh, Gareth continues, says, Further to my last tweet about actors, I'm reading Inhumans trade paperback and have to say, <laughs> Nicholas Cage's Maximus the Mad is that. Yep, nailed it. Done. That's pretty good. Shut That's it down. Great. I would good. just have Nicholas play, Cage playing everyone. A whole ca- cast of Nicholas Cage. A like whole when we movie do it, of well, no, check it out. We do in being Hume, Nicholas Cage. We do in humans. We do something where, like, once you undergo Terragenesis and Adelan, like you become Nicholas Cage. This is the greatest idea I've ever heard. Get Kevin on the phone. Oh my god, <laughs> that oh, my heart is beating faster just thinking about there all we the go. Nicholas Cage. Have to get Cage. the energy up. Yeah. Gunhild Skjold says, managed to snag a Marvel share for Loki, Agent of Asgard, number 12, and I'm going to express my joy in a series of exclamation points. Yeah. And she does. There's only six of them. Yeah. And she says, well, you know, character limits. That's true. She says, do another tweet. Just recruited Kamala Khan in Marvel Puzzle Quest. Wow, that was fast. Yeah. Good job, Gunhild. (laughs) Say your name. Uh, Haywood, HWView. Congrats to you and Blake on being out there for WrestleMania 31. Maybe you can ask iTunes why the podcasts aren't loading. That was very clever because that was like a congratulations couched with a complaint. Yes. It's like a delicious complaint sandwich. Uh, Ronan would work best as a limited series. Hashtag Black Vortex. I don't know, man. I think he could carry his own ongoing. Yeah. There are plenty to him. Yeah. Last week, Twim was Hulk 13. Guest stars of Remorse, Revenge, and a big ruckus. Jerry Duggan and Bagley Rock. Agreed. Thank you for great This Week in Marvel podcast with Nikki Bella, Paige, and Bray Wyatt. Hashtag terrifying trio. A lot of fun. Hopefully you get to do stuff with all three Did of them you again. listen to Cheap Heat, the yep. pre-WrestleMania? And I, yeah, I tweeted out afterwards that Paige and uh, David were perfect for each other. And David 
responded, finally someone had the guts to admit it. <laughs> and Paige favorited my tweet. Nice. So, all about it. Okay, that's great. But yes. what about Go Cody? <laughs> what about Stardust, uh, Stardust on Stardust the show? Stardust was tremendous. Uh, stole the show, if you ask me. I am I talking about X Factor in there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. That was pretty great. Uh, in my opinion, though, Paige is my, my favorite on the show. She was great. Just because her and Shoemaker were hilarious. Yeah, and she I like how much crap she gives them. Yeah, it was great. She's She's... Gaining as as I get to know the the real page more and more, like hearing her on podcasts and stuff, I just like her even more. Yes, she's terrific. She's she's the bomb. Uh, where was I? Girl, the latest this week in Marvel podcast still ain't up on iTunes. WTF? But got it from Marvel.com. Good. That's a good way to do it. Uh, last week, Twim was Guardians three thousand number six, the one we didn't cover. Love the team up between the current and future teams. I did read it. Over the weekend, uh, it was pretty good. You should check it out. I, it's on my stack. They, yeah, the the future guardians come back in time and meet the current guardians. Basically, it's kind of cool. Uh, they find out that time, you know, they've been trying to figure out the whole time why is time unraveling, and they find Galactus, like old, aged Galactus, and he basically says, like, I'm gonna send you back to where time started unraveling, and and says the term like, show you where. Uh, time started to run out. Oh. And then sends them back to the present day, and then the Guardians, our Guardians, intercept them. But that time didn't really run out then if it's three, a thousand years later and they're all good. No, he said that's why time's getting messed up in the future, is because everything is uh. coming apart. It's, it's Suspend your disbelief. What? Like you said. What? Emu Abdi says, Hickman's my number one best writer. I <laughs> cried tears of joy. My Thor is worthy again. He may be dead, but I'm glad he is worthy. Yeah, that was such a great moment. Oh, man. And, uh, uh, I, I love Thor's reaction where he's just he's like, ha! Like, ain't that the way it always happens? Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, James Raynor says, hey, guys, question for the Marvel Unlimited reading app. Does the app follow story arcs, tie-ins, or linear issue number? It follows linear issue number, but if you use the Discover section, it will uh, take you to story arcs tie-ins, events, things like that. And you can read them that way. Mm -hmm. Lance Presley says, y'all oh are killing me. Love it. Geonosis is where the first battle of the Clone Wars was fought, and Vader lost his arm to Dooku. <laughs> Dooku. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> sure. You blew it, man. I, mean, I, I could have been wrong about all the other stuff I said, too. Yeah, who knows? Who yeah. knows how many Star Wars lies you've been telling me over the years? Because I would believe it. It's a very Sith thing to do. Is it? Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, yeah turn to Alex. He's seen all Being of them. Being evil? He's seen yeah, every Star Wars. You're now the new Star Wars expert, according to everyone. Uh, guys, I know a lot about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, you know. No, we do. You will. Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> Marianne Winter <laughs> says, according to This Week in Marvel, Hawkeye has a pretty amazing part in Avengers Age of Ultron. Cannot be more excited. Emoticon, emoticon, emoticon. A smiley emoticon. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta move those in. Yeah. Matt Link, just bought and finished reading both volumes of Young X-Men. Where are they now? How can I find more of them? Where can I get more on Eric Gitter, a.k.a. Inc.? Such a cool power set. Um, as far as the Young X-Men, uh, those two volumes are all that ran. And then post that, not a lot from a lot. I mean, they, they pop up now and again. I do know that Mark Guggenheim, who wrote Young X-Men, who loves Inc., and Inc. appeared in uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, the movie. Inc. will be part of his Extinction Agenda series that he's writing for Secret Wars. So there you go. Instant service. Uh, I get all my comics collected, never having bought issues. Which do you prefer? I'm an, is I'm an issues guy. I'm a collections guy. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So there you go. It takes all kinds. And Alex has seen every Star Wars movie. 
Um, right yeah. <laughs> By the way, having joined at episode 70-ish, I like that also 70-ish is hashtagged. I decided to start over from the beginning. I am now at episode 41. I love all these people going back and listening to all these old ones. I would never want to listen to our old ones. Oh, gosh. I don't want to listen to the new ones. No, I mean, I've never listened to any episodes. Yeah, I hate hearing myself. I hate hearing you. I know. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I like hearing you. I don't like hearing me. And I really don't like hearing Alex mumbling in the background. Yeah, yeah. But apparently you can. It's an important part of the show. I just <laughs> bought the first two trades of Defenders. Everything you promised and so much more. Right? What did we promise? I don't know, but it's probably Yeah. Awesome. Nice job, us. We did it. Just bought Hawkeye versus Deadpool trade. Was already getting the Deadpool. Now I have to get Hawkeye. Hashtag I am a patriot. I, 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 it never ceases to amaze me how quickly things go into trade. Just because I'm like, didn't we just read that last week? It feels like show? we did. Yeah. It's the Trapster. Just saw all Winter Squad video. Can't unsee yeah. Ben Morris's face pot. Pete, wow, what a blast from the past. Yeah, and all those great all Winter Squad videos we did. Like, all of them. It was a hit, man. Yeah. It was it was of the time. Really uh, set the world afire. I, I spent many hours voicing face pot Pete, a.k.a. the Trapster. After hearing so many rave reviews of Scarlet Spider, I gave in and bought the series Sans Volume 2. Why the 400% price jump? I don't, uh, we don't really. I have no idea. Yeah, we don't deal with pricing. Yeah. Thinking of changing my name to Captain Marvel Boy. Bad idea. Inspiration was Novar and Bob Grayson from Agents of Atlas. Sounds uh, like a great idea. Hey, I mean, if you want to legally change your name to Captain yeah. Marvel Boy. I figured it was Twitter name because it's, no, there's it's no spaces and all Once you say it, let's right. put it out there. That's legal. Right. That's your name now, buddy. I love the fact that new X-Men number 27, in the future, Evil Xavier's grandson has a Cyclops was right poster. Of course he would. Yeah. Also in all new X-Men number 28, President Brevoort. That's how you know it can never be real. Yeah. We can only hope. That's the future I dream of. Yeah. But Brevoort is spelled wrong there. Yes, it is. It's one E, two O's. Everyone knows that. PCE Deadmeat says, The other comics company have announced a change to a bat book cover due to media pressure. What impact does this have on art? Mm. Um, I mean, I think it's a that's their decision. I don't know that it necessarily affects us. No. Um, we decide on it. It's a case-by-case thing, man. Yeah. It's, hard to, it's impossible to give a blanket answer for this. In some situations, one decision is right. In other situations, it's wrong. I, I, I've seen a lot of people talking about this and being like, oh, this is the end of everything. It, it was one specific instance and not saying whether it was right or wrong, but it was one specific instance. Yeah, and I think everybody comes to the things that they see with different experiences. So it's, it's as Ben said, it's yep. hard for, any, for one person to say definitively yep. right This is right. how it always should be. Uh, Ollie says, guys, what are your wrestling names, theme tunes, and nemeses? Mm. Obviously, Ryan, your nemesis is Wacker. What? what about Ben? Is it Nick Lowe? It's definitely not Nick Lowe. Oh, Nick Lowe is a good friend of mine. Yeah, mine is definitely Wacker. What is with you and Wacker? What is happening? Uh, he he and I are going through a rough patch. Really? Basically, so sorry. he's the Marty Jannetty to my Shawn Michaels. <sighs> I put him through the bar, the, the window. And he's not taken too kindly to wow, it. Wow, that is, uh, is this something that goes on in the part of the podcast I don't listen to? Yes, it is. Oh, man. Yeah. Alex, I need you to fill me in when yeah. we're done. Um, as far as wrestling names, well, I mean, when we do it on Xbox, you're Agent M. Yep. And I'm Kid Nova. Yep. Um, as far as theme music? I would definitely use Real American. Yeah. Because that's pretty much, when I hear that, I want to pick up a car and throw it. And I would use the song uh, Unbelievable. From the 90s. Hmm. Or Life is a Highway. 
<laughs> you just want to ride it all night all long. All night long. For all you UK listeners, Hulk and Agents of Smash is currently airing on channel ITV Saturday and Sundays at 8.50 a.m. Thank you very much, Ollie. Do the, okay. Weird, sure. I don't know how <laughs> Let's just go with it. TV works in England, but... Who wins in a science bro-off? Stark and Banner versus Panther and Reed. Pick a duo you believe could compete. I mean, it depends on what science it is. I think some of them have different Yeah, they have skills. different specialties. I don't know, though. I'd go... I think I'd go Panther and Reed. I would definitely go Panther and Reed. Because I think... Stark and Banner is too... Too combustible. Yeah, exactly. Panther and Reed are so level-headed, and they can yeah. work together, and I think they're... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think Reed said it well in the issue of Avengers that just came out this week. He was like, I'm smarter than Tony. He just, like, the way he applies himself is something I can't do. Yeah. But, like, IQ points, he's higher. Totes. Then I'll have Kat. Just listened to last week's podcast. Is the new Twim URC really Ultimate Spidey again? I guess this is an old tweet. Mm. Just got an email that the damage control trade paperback has been canceled. My heart is broken. Huh, I wonder why that was. Sucks. So hard to pick a this week in Marvel of the week. This week, uh, Black Vortex issues were great, but I can't single one out. Darth Vader is an obvious choice for Tomb of the Week, but it's going back for a second printing. It doesn't need my shout out, which you just gave it anyways. Uh, I'm gonna go with Big Thunder Mountain. Good pick for my Tomb of the Week. Great comic based on a favorite Disneyland attraction. Other strong candidates: All New Ghost Rider, Hulk versus Thanos, Nightcrawler, Inhumans, and Deathlock. Very good. Oh, my Gill says, uh, this week of Marvel, we'll record a few steps from where I work. It starts when I get off, but I'll def make an appearance. Looking forward to the live This Week in Marvel podcast. I have something really silly for Agent M. What do you have? Also, can't wait to talk WrestleMania with the guys. Uh, so, Gil did show up. Yay! Coming out full force. So, thank you, Gil, for showing up. And he made this amazing piece of art for me. Oh, cool. That... Um, Features one of our characters mashed up with another non-Marvel character. Modoc mm-hmm. uh, mashed up with a character from another company, uh, who which I love. One of my favorite characters is, is he yellow with horns? Yes. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Got it in one because you know me pretty well. Yep. Uh, and it's amazing. And I thank you, Gil. That's very again. cool. Uh, Gil went home with a stack. Nice. Did you talk WrestleMania with him? I think we did. I talked WrestleMania with everybody. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Definitely talked about it with them. Um, man, that was a fun time. Good times. Good people. Good times. Uh, Raven M. Fields uh, says, Cardigans are for men, too. Mr. Rogers, him, Captain America. Oh, look at that. Nice picture. Chris Evans in a smart cardigan. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Cardigans for everyone. Here he is, Ricky Williams from the Miami Dolphins. Uh, every time I see a trailer, I feel like May 1st is taking too long to get here. Age of Ultron, I think. This is, yeah. is this the guy who tweets in, like, code that I would I'm, – I'm doing, I'm doing okay so far. Yeah. Feel new dude in Miss Marvel will turn out to be bad influence. She needs to be with Bruno. Hashtag down with the friend zone, <laughs> LOL. Love it. Um, you know, I had an interesting interaction with a uh, fan, like – a bunch of people were recommending comics to someone. Mm-hmm. And, like, Dan Slott was recommending. It was, like, comics for, you know, a young boy or a young kid or whatever it was. And so many people said Ms. Marvel, Ms. Marvel. because it's cool. great. Yeah. And this guy was like, Ms. Marvel's good, but it's it's, it's not gr- meant for boys. It's for, a girl's comic. For boys. And I was like, yeah. and I was like, what? No. That's not. No. It's, it's not the point, my guy. Brain, it hurts. Yeah, that's. My brain hurts. It's ridiculous. Yeah, our girls not supposed to read comics starring boys. Like, like come on, for man. Everyone. Yeah, they're all for everyone. Guy, 
Ugh. Forever. All right, <laughs> let's push through. Ref Gamlin, just saw the Tumi RC setting up 178. His next wave, that's on my reread pile. That's my hashtag Easter weekend sorted. Rob, that is the finest way to spend an Easter weekend. I would love to click on the hashtag Easter weekend and see what else is in there with our <laughs> with Ref Gamlin's <laughs> twim tweet. Uh, at there's I, I don't know the context of that one. What? Oh, oh. is it this it's picture? Yeah. Great quote, and then it's a, it's a panel from the latest issue of Ant-Man. So when will we see Howard the Duck in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Ryan, you're, uh, you're closer to this than I am? Come on, bro. <laughs> Let's get, Let's get serious real. for a moment. Let's be real. Um, and then say, how does that make sense to something? Not I, sure. Not sure what's happening. I don't know. I'm not sure what's happening here. What's going on? How does anyone know what issue was Spider Gwen has Spider Gwen's origin? Red Edge of Spider Verse Two. I think we answered this last week, where we said they have not shown her full on origin yet. They just have the flashback. Yeah. Her first appearance out of flashback. Finish reading Spider Verse. What the heck, Captain Universe Spider Man? Yeah, that was awesome. Man. Bearded Captain Universe Spider Man. The, per the perfect Spider Man went mm. down. Spider Verse episodes on Ultimate Spider Man. Where was '90s cartoon Spidey? That would have been really cool. Assuming there is a rights issue. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, yeah. So Gambit is probably the worst Marvel character. <laughs> Redeemed. Who's this? Who's this? RP67. Well said. Yeah. 3,000 twin points. Wow. 3,000. That's a lot. Yeah. Rap Baby, if you record This Week in Marvel today, Tuesday, you have to speak with an Irish accent. All right. We missed the boat on that one. Yeah. That was St. Yeah. Patty's Day, I'm Apologies. Assuming, where we did a twin URC. So what a great time. I can hear Cindy's heart shatter on this picture. It is a picture from Silk where uh, Cindy finds out her old boyfriend had a fiancé. I glanced at that picture and I thought it said my pancakes. Oh and my that God. same reaction. Oh, my totally goodness. Uh, when I see ads, when I see the ads Netflix did in the subway for Better Call Saul, I can't wait to see what they'll do for Daredevil. I don't know what Netflix. Why did they do France? stuff for Better Call Saul? Isn't that on? AMC. It's on AMC. Well, no, it, so in other countries, oh, some things get distrib oh, distributed cool. in different ways. Well, that was Netflix France. Yes. So, oh, mm -hmm. cool. If they, if they have them, take pictures and send them to us. Yes. Please. Scott McElroy says, something tells me I'm totally going to regret not traveling across the bay to San Francisco on Monday for the live This Week in Marvel recording. You were right across the bay? Yeah. You could have made it, Scott. Yeah. I would have given you so much stuff. But no. Yeah. And we had a good time. And we actually, and we had a good time. the fans, <laughs> like the, we just hung out for about an hour drinking and talking. So you could have had FaceTime yeah. with Fred Van Lenty, mm -hmm. with Bobby Rubio, mm -hmm. with Blake Garris, mm. with the Wolfman, mm. with me. Yeah. I mean, everything but the Wolfman sounds great. Yeah. Maybe the Wolfman's your nemesis. I can't hear you. <laughs> I think my nemesis is sitting in this room and looking <laughs> at me right, right now. Let's keep it going. Squirrel Boy says, uh, if you don't get Nick Loda in to sing the next wave song for Twim URC, I will hand my Twimomaniac badge in to protest. Well, we don't want that. No. So we'll have to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Barr says, if you love comics, you should get Marvel Unlimited. Great stories and characters you remember and one thousands more to discover. Thank you, Steve. Good, good endorsement there. Yeah, write, very good. Write copy for us. Totally. The Tech Lord says, listening to This Week in Marvel sucks because Ooh. now I am dying to read my comics and can't because, you know, work. That's not on us, brother. Yeah. I'm Priorities. Sorry. Yeah, comics first. Tim Keese, wife bought me the Avengers Age of Ultron Tarvis cup. Is that supposed to be Jarvis? I don't know. I don't even know what this is. Getting so pumped for the release seven days before my B-Day. Please send us a picture of that. 
Uh, finally, some time to read new comics. First up, Star Wars 3. After that, Silk 1. And from there, only time will tell. Oh, God. Um, by the way... Learning to read learning shorthand, to read is, shorthand useful is useful in, pod in podcasting. It's fun at five... It's fun at five a lasting to you. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun at something listening to you trying to read it. Right? What's the what's five a? I don't. That one I I'm I'm at a right. loss for. I don't know. All right, looks like I did a pretty good job. Uh, it's great. I love it. Oh God, that was great. That was bring it. Bring in the ratings. <laughs> Uh, Tim Stevens says, I should probably start to write into this week of Marvel again. They seem to really like it. I, I no. missed that. I missed that. Nope. What a, what a pleasure <laughs> that We're going to be good without it. He's getting, he's coming in tomorrow. Uh, he's coming to the office time? or not. Uh, I don't know if I might be meeting him outside uh, at like 1. Okay. No, I'm I'm uh, showing off two episodes of Daredevil oh. to someone at, from 12 to 2. I will uh, maybe tell him to pop up for a second. I can't show him to you. I'll tell him. Don't pop up for a second. There you go. Tim, uh, don't come upstairs tomorrow. <laughs> Tom Tattersall says, would you consider putting a list of previous Twim URCs up on Marvel.com with relevant podcast numbers? That sounds like an excellent task. I was going to say, task. that sounds like a great Alex Lopez job. Yeah. Get it done. He's he's excited. <laughs> I also want you to go through all uh, 179 Nine. regular episodes and tally up all the Twim points. <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah, Ryan's, Ryan's you can staring at you. We have faith. X-Men First Class, he says, I must say, I'm quite enjoying Silk. Love the artwork. Hell yeah. Yeah. Last one is from Young King. Says, after Avengers World 14, where are the next Avengers? Are they still with Maria Hill hanging out? Time will tell. The time runs out. <gasps> oh, no. And that's all the time we have this week on This Week in Marvel. Uh, until next time, remember that Alex Lopez has seen all of the Star Wars movies, and he's a valuable part of this podcast. Yeah. So, uh, great job, Alex. <laughs> Way you to wanna, go. You want to sign us off? This is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>